two, one, and we're live. You're tuning to the Cosmic Children Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin. And today I have an interesting guest in the studio with me. Um, this individual has risen to, to fame in, in the past two years. And I think he'll be a fascinating guest to have on the show. Um, Toby, could you please introduce yourself to, to, to those who might not have heard of you, who you are and what you do? Right. So, so hi everybody. I'm, I'm Toby. Uh, I guess thanks, Kevin, for having me. Um, what I do, I think, I think in essence, in summary, I, I draw, right? And, and over the years, I've drawn for brands. Um, I worked with brands like G-Shock, Asics, Levi's. And at the same time, I've also drawn on walls, mm. um, public walls like shop houses along Tanjong Paga, offices like VaynerMedia and stuff like that. And amidst all of that, um, I think the thing that sort of underlies is my attempt to make art accessible to people in Singapore. Mm. So I do that through like pop-ups um, at bars, along yep. the streets and stuff like that. Yep. And all of that accumulates to me trying to prove along with my other creators in Singapore that yep. art as a career is possible in Singapore. One, sounds, one, one project at a time. That sounds like a very tailored uh, media copy. It, it, it is, it is. <laughs> okay. then I obviously came prepared and so yeah. did you, right? So, Wonderful. <laughs> okay, so to, to, to kickstart this conversation, I'm curious to know who or what is Tobiato? So I'm Toby. Yep. Tobiato is my artist persona. Mm. Right? So so it's a bit, it's not like it's, it's one too different from the other, right? But I think in my experience, after, I haven't been doing this for too long, right? So mm. I guess okay, this is a non-tailored copy, right? So I've been doing this for about three years. Yep. I'm working with different clients and stuff like that. One thing I've realized is that um, it's quite a fine balance being, between drawing a, drawing a line between who Toby is and who Tobiato is online. Right, so so I've come to slowly draw the line between Tobiato is the artist's online presence mm. in terms of marketing, in terms of working with brands. That is Tobiato. He's yep. a local artist that does this sort of shit. Right, but but Toby is just, it's just me. Mm. In essence, I'm still Tobiato, but Tobiato is not Toby. Yep. Right, so Toby is a guy that likes to draw. Tobiato is the person that brings everything out. Yep. Yeah, so Tobiato, the name itself obviously derives from Toby. Mm. Right, so when I first started out, um, as many Singaporeans do, right, there's this survey and shit that, oh, the one third of Singaporeans want to go back to Japan, right? So okay. Singaporeans have this fascination with Japan, mm. and so did I, lah, mm. from the country to the culture to the visual aesthetic, right? So Tobiato, in essence, is basically Tobiato, which yes. is Tobi's art in Japanese. Oh, very simple, so very wonderful, it, yeah. Right, so yeah, okay. in essence, my artist persona is yep. my art. Yep. Right and and that is it lah. Yep. Yeah. It's it's interesting you 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 mentioned so succinctly that it's a persona. So I'm curious to know. Um, was it always the plan to have, uh, a separate identity like this, or did you, uh, realize it was important along the way, or did you make the distinction a lot more clearer in recent memory? Right. So so there was, there was a few realizations. Mm. Right. So when I first started this Instagram page, um, it was it as most creatives consider right. They have their personal Instagram mm. and they, they somewhere along the line, someone, someone plants and incepts the seed into their main, oh, you start Instagram for your art account, right? Yeah, they put your art there, use a portfolio. And it's like, yeah, sure. Yep. So when that happens, then you can't do like Toby 2, right? Mm. Right. So so then then you bring up the question, what should that head be? Yep. So at that point, I was still in uni. I haven't, I haven't started uh, Artist Monica or have artist name yet, mm. right? Up to that point, all projects were just Toby. Yep. Right, and which is fine, right? But I knew I I was speaking to other creatives, and one thing I realized was that 
a lot of creatives, their artist name or like their websites will just be like shellysart.com, mm. right? Or like Shelly's things. Yep. Shelly's works. Exactly, yeah. which is fine. There's mm. nothing wrong with that, right? But I didn't want to be so as literal as that was, lah, right? So um, I knew I wanted something that was Google. Go- I used the term Googleable. Sure. Right? So yep. when you Google, right, there's no other thing that would pop up mm. except my shit. Yep. So I thought, I just literally put Google Translate Toby's art. <laughs> right? And it just like in, in I, I think it was Katakana, right? Yep. Um, the one that has more phonetic translations. Mm-hmm. And it was Toby Ato. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the spelling, the correct spelling was actually T-O-B-I-A-T-O. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that was taken. Yep. I was like, oh shit. This, I, I almost didn't use it. I was like, oh, it's taken. What can I do? I started thinking many, many other things. Mm. Then one day I was in the shower as most things are, yep. right? Okay, no, I was just taking a shit. Okay, as most things are. Yeah. As most things are, right? So I thought like, if T-O-B-I-A-T-O is taken, then why not T-O-B-Y? Mm. And it wasn't. And I looked at it for a while and it, it, it looked quite nice, right? As a little like lock up on its own. Yep. So I just took it. La. Yep. So that was when I started posting my art online. So usually at the start, the again, as with most creatives are, right, they would view that as like a portfolio. Mm. So I just uploaded works. Yep. And my captions were literally title of artwork. So descriptive. Medium. Yep. Date, year, description. Like what they taught you in school. Exactly. Mm. Right. And that was it. Right. Yep. So I pulled it up whenever people wanted to see my shit. Yep. Right. I didn't really promote it. It was like just essentially behance on Instagram. Yep. Right. And then I think as I went along, um, I started trying to see what I could do with that page, mm-hmm. right? So I I saw other creatives like um like people that showed their artist life mm. as opposed to their work. Yep. So I I tried lah, right? And then I think it wasn't it wasn't so much of a conscious choice, right? But I think there was this one piece of work that I did. So normally my my track was just to post the work, mm. right? But it just so happened that piece of work, I think it was like a, it was an artwork along Orchard Road, like one of the glass panels or mm-hmm. something. I did like a vinyl sticker over mm-hmm. it. And when that went out, the only photo I got was a photo of me and the artwork. Mm. I didn't have a photo of a standalone. Yep. Right. I did my best to content myself, content away myself away in Photoshop, yep. but it doesn't look right. Mm. Right. So I just put, up, put it up with, with me. Yeah. And then at that point, the people that are following that account were just my friends. Lah, yeah, yeah. Right? So they could, when, let's say, even if someone knows it's my work, mm-hmm. when they scroll past, they'll just see my work. Mm. Right? When they, but they see me, then that post was quite well received. Lah, yeah. Right? So I always say, um, being relevant in, in the industry is responding to what the industry wants from you mm-hmm. and what you can provide for the industry. Yep. Industry meaning you basically people mm-hmm. that like shit. Yep. Right? So that was basically the start of me deciding to not just show work, but show the person behind the work. Right? So it started from there. Mm. And then, then from then on, it was a conscious choice to show more of Toby with the art. Yep. Right? So essentially, the embodiment of that persona, right? Mm-hmm. Toby, Ato. Yep. Art with Toby. Yep. And then, that sort of, that sort of grew. Lah. So that was a few like real- realizations that led to the current where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. So before we move forward, um, are you able to summarize what Toby Yato, the the moniker and the persona, what it means to you right now in 2022? I think right now, um, 
it's it's still quite closely linked to me, mm. right? Because ultimately, um, people when people like they come up to me and say "Are you to be a to?" I I I can't say no, mm, right? Yeah, yeah. So That'd be quite weird. Yeah, it's a bit odd, right? Yeah. So like there was once I was painting a mural, then I think there was this guy that was a bit not as maybe he wasn't aware of what was happening right mm. in in the mural, mm-hmm. but he saw like my tag. Mm. At the side, and he said, like, Oh, are you guys? Are you guys Tobiato? Then he thought Tobiato was like a brand. Yeah, I was like a group or yeah, whatever. Right? Yeah. Then I was like, I paused for a second. It's like, Oh, no, I'm Tobiato, yep. which is not wrong. Right. So I guess um, going back to your question, I think Tobiato is, is essentially still Toby, mm-hmm. a kid that likes to draw. Yep. And a kid that likes to draw that has made a career out of it mm. um, in Singapore. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, yep. so in essence, that's it. La. Yep. Yeah. So going going back to to what you just shared about the the initial startup of, of Toby Auto and how it began, yeah. and how you began to adopt and I guess blur the lines between uh your own personal life as Toby and Toby Auto. Um, was there apprehension initially to to show yourself as oh I'm the artist behind uh Toby Auto because initially you were just posting works? Was there always like an apprehension there? Because I would imagine uh most creatives are not very socially inclined. They they always prefer to oh let the work speak for itself and not do any sort of self promotion. But right. uh did did you feel the same way uh like that or did you learn to 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 adopt and uh adapt as 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 you went along? Right, I think. So that that probably was another realization that came along. Mm, what is? Um, I think the fact that social media is social media to begin with, right? Okay, right. So in essence, um, that's like influencers as much as it's such a buzzword nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. That people talk about. Mm-hmm. Influencers literally do influence because people follow their life. Yep. Right. Yeah. So so what I've noticed and what many people have also realized, I hope, right, that influencers' lives are the product. Mm. They are breakfast. It's like a commodity. Co- yeah. Commodity. Yeah. Kopi o, tesi, kosong. They don't buy that shit, yep. right? They buy like lattes and flat whites. But but that, the fact their order in itself mm-hmm. is a product, mm. right? That sharing is content which leads to their lifestyle and that lifestyle is the product. Mm-hmm. And I think I knew as as my following started to grow, of course the the well, like what you just mentioned, right? Let the art speak for itself. That of course crossed my mind. Um, but then, at the back of my mind, I, I think maybe it's it's, it's a part of me that wants people to know who's the person behind it, mm. right? Um, of course there's nothing wrong with letting the art speak, but at the same time. A part of me also wants people to know who created that piece of work. Yep. Right. Be it if it's if it's liked by someone or like if it's not liked by someone, at least they know who created it. Yep. Right. So so I think that, that little part of me wanted at the same time when when people were were responding better to seeing the person behind the work, right? So that came along with that. But at the same time, the realization also of the fact that life itself mm. can be a product. Right. So that's where I'm, I told myself to draw the line. Mm. I will only share about art related and and once in a while thread that Venn diagram overlaps slightly into my life your life as Toby yeah right but very rarely yep and and that allows me to prevent my life from being a product yep and and art will always be the product everything surrounding art so, so that's that, the bottom line that, for yeah. me that is la, as in one year later you might you, you ask me that might change mm. 
But for now, that is the hard line, right? Um, Tobiato shows the life of Tobiato, yep. but not Toby's life. Yep. Yeah. So so I think um, that that kind of was the realization yep. um, and how I overcame the fact that I should just let the art speak for itself. Yep. Yeah. Before we move on from this, because I've, I find uh, the idea of adopting uh, a persona or moniker to be extremely fascinating and I guess relevant because in this age of, I guess, profile pictures and avatar names, you can kind of be, you can represent uh, yourself to be whoever you want. If you have the right words, the right images, you can represent yourself. That might not necessarily mean that you're like that, but you can represent yourself online. So has it felt in any way restrictive, the, the, the moniker of Tobiado, or does it still feel very free, uh, very open? You can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Right. I think I think it's a fair question. I think we've now online with like with especially with Web3. Yep. Right. So I see where that question is coming from. I think with like PFPs and everything. I think it's very easy to to be someone that you might not necessarily be in mm-hmm. person, right? But I think I think for me it was never a restriction, right? So um I do draw the line between Tobiato and Toby. Yep. Um, on a personal sense, right? It's a personal choice. What does that look like though? I think it's it's just what I choose to put out into the world mm-hmm. as Tobiato, mm-hmm. right? So it, at the core of it, Toby is still Tobiato. Tobiato is still Toby, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like like, like Marshmallow, right? He, no one knows who the hell he is. Yeah, because it's a mask and exactly. everything. Yeah, it's yep. a pure anonymous separate entity yep. from who he is. He yep. could be in the crowd dancing yep. with people yep. and no one will be the wiser yep. right but that's not the same for me lah, right Toby is still Tobiato Tobiato mm. is still Toby yep. but I think along along that line there is still that genuine sense of things mm. and I think Tobiato as a persona is not formed by me it's not like I had a brand guide it's like oh Tobiato only when he goes for events he has to be cool mm. right? I'm not right I'm not a cool look. I've given up looking cool yeah you spilled beer just now so <laughs> yeah <laughs> I did not <laughs> the beer spilled yeah, yeah, itself yeah it was the beer's fault of course of, of course, course of yeah. course yeah. I just opened it yep. flat on a table yeah just victim blaming okay. <laughs> okay please continue yeah <laughs> right so so I think when people talk about personas there's mm. always this perception of it being a choice right creating a persona um, like like marshmallow is a very good example, mm. right? Marshmallow is pretty much a persona, right? I have, like, it could be anybody on stage, right? Let, be. Let's be honest, because yeah, right? you can program the set, the set, the exactly. playlist can play itself. You get exactly. someone competent, more competent than right. you, you can play it. Yeah, yeah. It's, you just teach him like your 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 the mannerisms, exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. No, one, really, it, it could work, right? So so that persona is created, mm. right? But Tobiato was never that case, right? It was just me sharing my work, and I think that Tobiato persona, in a way. Um, formed itself because of social media. So the persona was created because based on the perceptions of what people saw Tobiato is. That's interesting. Okay. okay. Right? So it's not like I decided, okay, I'm this fumpy kid that's not cool. Mm-hmm. Right? That is That looks like a child even though I'm almost 30. Yep. And I'm going to create a persona that is not that. Mm-hmm. Right? That was never, that was, it was never that, that, that case. It was just me splitting my professional life with my personal my personal life, mm-hmm. and very much still the same person, but just cause I split that and I don't show me in flip flops and singlets, which is me every day. Yeah, yeah. Right. People form the persona by themselves. Yep. Right. I'm not saying that people think Tobiato is cool. Maybe some people do. Thank you for those that do. But yep. but that persona is formed by 
based on what I put out. Mm. So I think it's more of that than like a, a form persona. So in that light, I guess it doesn't feel restrictive, back to your question, right? Um, because it's almost like, uh, it's just a, a slice of Toby. Mm. Right? So Toby Ato is a curated Toby. Yep. Still very much Toby, but not all of Toby. You're just showing what uh, you want to show ultimately. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. And and that persona forms itself la, yep. right? because of that curation. Mm. Yeah. So I'm curious to know what keeps you grounded? I think, so I had a very late start to the arts. What does that mean? So I was doing science all the way to junior college. Oh, you went that route? Okay. Yes, I, did. <laughs> I didn't take art at all. Okay. Right? So, so just to like rewind way back. So Singapore lost a scientist and gained an artist here. I mean, hmm. Mm, okay. I, could, I could have solved a lot of like- You could have, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe, maybe. Please, please, who's, please who's, continue. Who's to, who's, to, who's to know? Yeah. Right, so so in primary school, um, oh no, secondary school, like sec one. So in lower secondary, um, in my neighborhood school, yep. um, they, we took art, right? Just to try it out, right? So, so I was always, I always enjoyed drawing. So yep. I doodled on my worksheets to the point where I don't write my name on worksheets. I just draw, mm. and the teacher would know that all oh, that that's Toby's, right? Yep. So, on that note, I had nice teachers lah. They could scold me, but they didn't <laughs> lah, right? So I always say that because nice nice teachers can really change a lot of things. They stick with you lah, like mentally. Yes, exactly. Yep. The fact yep. that I'm talking about this now, mm. like decades later. Yep. Okay, so back to the point. Um, so we took art. Right, so there was this like brief, which was black and white. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for the for the assessment for the test, I I did a pencil drawing mm. of like an artwork. I couldn't remember what the artwork was, but I put I put effort, cause as uh, as someone that likes to draw, obviously, the only subject that I enjoyed, right? I put in effort, right? Yeah. So I drew, you know, I just, I can't remember what I drew. I drew a pencil, but it was only pencil. Yep. Because of black and white, and I I failed. Wonderful. Because the teacher said I didn't put in effort because it was only pencil. Interesting. Okay. Right? So that, in a very not uh, a young mind, you can see how that would affect someone. Was that scarring for you? I wouldn't say scarring, but that that made me choose not to pursue art mm. at all. Okay. So that so that when I moved to upper sec, I told my parents I'm, I don't want to do art. Yeah, because of that, but, Right. Yep. Right. Then it continued on to junior college. Mm. Right, my parents asked me, oh, "Why don't you do H one art?" Okay. Right, and I told them, "No, I don't want art. Think of what for what? Yep. Like literally for what? Like, yep. That's exactly what I said. Yep. So, so I didn't. Mm. Right. It was only after junior college, after A levels, mm. when I I was drawing all the way lah on my own, right, on my notes. Yep. Only after A levels, when I waiting while well, I was waiting for your national service. Many people were doing part-time jobs, right? Mm. As Singaporean sons do. Yep. Right. So they were waiting tables, banquets, and stuff like yep. that. I didn't want to do that. Right. So I just went to Job Street and searched art. And there was a po job posting for an art teacher teaching kids how to paint at an art studio. Mm -mm. I signed up, got an interview, brought my doodles down, the pieces, and yeah. got the job. Okay. Right. So it was a mix of them urgently needing someone and them taking a chance on me. Yeah. So that was the start of my art journey. So from there, then I moved on to, to pursuing arts and making the decision to do arts in university. Yep. Right. So so I guess going back to your question in a very roundabout way, mm -hmm. I think my late start to the arts actually informed a lot of the decisions that I make in terms of how how I view art and how I approach art. How has that changed though? Because 
I can imagine having that that experience so young and going like to JC and everything, but still keeping a sort of like a like a like a active interest in drawing and doodling. Right. Did that make you like skeptical about or earning a living or being pragmatic about uh, earning an income through art? Right. I was, think was that ever like has that ever crossed your mind or let's say you you received a uh, 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 advice from your parents to to take something safer? Yeah. Right. I I don't think so. My parents were were pretty much like dream parents for someone that likes art. What does that mean? In a way where they, they saw that I was drawing, right? Yeah. So they, they, they like I said, they pushed me to potentially even take like H1 art mm. in junior college. I was the one that said no. Mm. Right? So I think my parents were very supportive in terms of the pragmatic decision to pursue arts as a career or not. The moment I decided not to pursue it as a subject, mm. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a clear thought in my head, right? But looking back, it was me essentially saying, I just want it as a hobby. Lah. Yeah. Right? So I was just drawing. And, and and that brings up more of the question of whether or not your passion should remain a hobby mm-hmm. or you should turn your passion to your career. Yep. There's so many podcasts about that, right? Yep. So that in itself is the topic. But I think the decision for me to turn my passion into the career came at the art studio lah, mm. when I was literally surrounded by creatives. The other art teachers were teachers were well, students from like NAFA, LaSalle. Yeah. And then I, I saw shit they were doing. Like, yep. oh, that's cool. I want to do that. Yeah. Right. And then thankfully the art studio boss worked with me on a, on a portfolio within a few months, mm. submitted it to NTU and got in. Mm. Right. So that was, that was the, that was the start. Yeah. Yeah. So I think from then, it was, it then was a choice that to make art a career. Yeah. Because it never was until that point. Yeah. So everything else, up to that point in my life was, I always say that it was okay. Mm. Like I did okay. I scraped yep. through everything. Like I was just cruising. Mm. And when that happened, that was the first like blimp. Both in in terms of how I felt, yep. in terms of what I enjoyed. It's like a crossroads of sorts. It was, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah it was it, it was the first time that, that I felt that, I, it was the first time I genuinely, at the bottom of my gut, felt that if I worked hard, I could make something out of yep. it. Right, what the something was, I didn't know. Mm. Right? So, but, but I knew that that was the first time I felt that way. And that pushed me to work as hard as I did la, over the past few years. I can imagine it's yeah. also something in, very difficult to describe in words because right? it's so uniquely uh, tailored to right. your experience. Yeah. yeah. So, so over the years, many, like, some people ask me, like, hey, why, why are you, so, you work so hard for what? Mm. Like essentially they ask me what drives me and I don't have an answer. Okay. <laughs> because it's it's exactly what I described, right? I ask myself, I think right, virtually every day, like Toby, why are you working so hard? Right? You're just sitting in your room drawing and like answering emails and shit mm-hmm. on your own. But for what? To what end? Right? And and I've slowly I haven't had an answer yet. I haven't really ex- understood why I work so hard. Mm. But I think it's very much to do with, I think part of the reason is almost like an art or nothing attitude. Art right? or nothing. Right? Okay. So, so that, that, that is a very cliche, like nice way to put it. Yeah. Right? But if you break it down to the core, it's pretty much if art doesn't work out, for me, I'll just go back to my science cruising life. Mm. Which would probably me, mean me going to back to trying to go back to science, get an engineering degree, mm. work as engineer, yep. nine to five, go yep. home, play Mobile Legends. Nothing wrong with Mobile Fantastic. Legends. Yeah. Right? But that is, as in, I'm just describing a very cliche. I think you play League, but I think, yeah. Okay, sure. fair. They fair. prefer yeah. Mobile, yeah. 
either or yeah. it's just an embodiment of mobile games gotcha. in general or yeah. like low access mobile games you yeah. play with friends social yeah. mobile games and nothing wrong with that yeah. right but but I think it's 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 what drives me is is something that I've always tried to ask myself but haven't really like grasped which is a bit odd for someone that is quite driven I think the yeah. the oftentimes with intangible things like this or more abstract things like this more often than not you really have the answer, but it takes a bit of hindsight maybe to 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 make it clear. Yeah. 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 To have 2020 vision on that. Yeah. I think hindsight is a good is a good word. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm curious to know what what changed your perspective on art at that uh job? Because it, it seems quite monumental that was what was it something someone said, or was it just you being in the presence of all these different artists and teaching that your 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 framework of what art is shifted? Right. I think looking looking back at how I describe it, right? Yeah. It's it it definitely sounds more life-changing mm. than it actually was. As most things are. Right? Yeah. So I, I mean, of course, if I could of obviously describe it as such. Yeah. Right. And it, that wouldn't be wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. But but as most things are in my life, I think when people like when people read news stories, right? And people read headlines, there's always like oh, what was the turning point where your life changed, right? This life-changing moment where ev- you never look back ever since, right? But but I've never felt that. I'm not saying that cannot happen. But I think a lot of my life has been just like a like a climb. Okay. Right, I view it as like a, I'm just climbing up the slope. Are we talking about stairs or mountains? Here? Either way. Okay. Right, it's just uh, like- No in, difference, you. Oh, fair, fair. I run slopes and now and then, right? Okay, fair okay, enough, fair okay. enough. Okay. I mean, okay, fine. I, I think more of like a, a nice hike. Okay. Uh, incline. Yep. It's still incline, yep. but a hike. Okay. Right? So I think, I wouldn't call like a, because life-changing moment is more like a, like a, oh, you're cruising along and it's like, boom! Yeah, right? The heavens just, open up, blah, Yeah, basically. like literally like yeah. a gateway part open and your life, your life nev- like was never the same. Yep. Right, my life is very different from from like seven years ago, right? Mm. But it was like my life was like this, and then it started it started climbing gradually from here. So it wasn't like a life changing moment. It was a life almost like a beginning. Yep. Yep. Right. So it wasn't like a like a oh I found my calling mm. finally. Yep. It yep. was you know not at all. Yep. Yep. It was more like yeah this feels right. This feels right. Right. This feels right. Yep. And okay. Yeah, this is fun. I yep. enjoy being surrounded by creatives. Yep. And uh, I think it was also a mix of the art studio boss mm. seeing something in me that I didn't see in myself. Oh, interesting. Right. So yep. so to this day, okay, June, you might not hear this, right? But I always thank her. Like every year, Chinese New Year, I'll still go and find her. Mm, that's cool. And stuff like that. And I bring some bakwa, you know. Yeah. Woo. Yep. Right. So so it's it's life is life is always about more so, life is about risk, right? Taking chances. Mm-hmm. But I think a big part of life that people don't really talk about is also people taking their chance on you. Mm. And and I've been very fortunate la, that throughout my career, people have taken a chance on me. Yep. Um, on more in more more occasions than one. Yeah. Whether or not that has worked out for them, I hope, right? But I'm grateful regardless, lah. Yeah. Because it's interesting that 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 you mention uh this particular uh, school teacher in such high regard because uh earlier on you were mentioning about the the back in I think secondary school. Yeah. I think they they just kind of put away what, what you just did in that and that kind of stuck with you and this kind of stuck with you as well. So 
I think that's quite interesting because right. the it, it, is, it, it is someone taking a chance on yeah. you. And I guess you feeling that and whatever you just shared, I think what is the most uh, poignant fact is that it is not a conscious decision. Oh, I'm going to be an artist from now. Can I, um, am I right to assume that there was still uncertainty throughout that process? Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Good, good to know because yeah. life is not like the movies. Yeah. It's not like, oh, uh, we decide on something and next frame you go through a montage and you're there. Yeah. It's, no. It sounds as though um, there's a lot of micro decisions or very conscious, oh, uh, maybe I'll do this today. Maybe I'll do this tomorrow. Maybe I'll do this. I'll go for this event. I'll do this job. It is all the small decisions yeah. that you have made, whether right or wrong, who's to say. But on hindsight, you can look back at all the decisions you make and you can see the tapestry that you have done. And, and, and because that 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 is the sentiment and the feeling I'm getting from you. It's not like this very big decision that someone grants you like the blessing to be an artist, but it's just the, the, the micro decisions all, all along the way. 100%. I think you described it better than I could have. Yeah, so I think, let me write your copy next time. Oh, right? sure. <laughs> I'll buy you beer. That, that won't spill. <laughs> so taking, take, taking a little bit of a tangent, um, would you consider yourself an artist? Because um, people who draw, there's a lot of words to to describe something like that. And especially in, in times today, uh, we, we love labels. You can call someone an illustrator, an artist, a visual artist, a doodler. Has has any of these words resonated with you? And do you feel like there's a difference between, oh, uh, I, I, I will not call myself an artist, but I will call myself a visual artist or an illustrator. Because I've spoken with uh, primarily like illustrators and uh, people who draw before. And some of them, they they push away the, the label and the descriptors of the word artist because it means something else to them. So I'm curious to know um, what word or what label suits you best? I think that's a, that's a, that's a good question. I think it, like you say, everybody loves labels, right? Especially in Singapore. So so I think the fact that it's, it's a question that you've asked like other people, it, it's, it's a fair one because it's something that has has came through my mind and and something I've I've sort of reasoned with as well. So I think for me, when I when I first started like giving labels, right? Like as as with people want labels, right? I always um at the start, right, I gave myself three labels. Okay. Right. So the first one was designer. Mm. Right, because that was what I was trained to do in university. Mm. So I have a visual comedy degree, like graphic Wonderful. design. Right, so like design, yep. essentially design. So no one, no one can say that's wrong. <laughs> right, I have, I have a bachelor's. Yep, that says I have a fine arts degree. Yep, right in in that. So yep. literally designer. Yep, right, and that term is vague enough, mm. and that's fine. Then the next one will be illustrator, because that forms a bulk of my work, mm. which is illustrations. Mm -hmm. And then the last term um is visual artist. And at that point, why I used visual artists was because it was more work that I, I kind of hoped to, to do. What's the difference between a visual artist and an illustrator? I think, again, like you said, it means different things to different people. Yeah. What right? does it mean to you? Right. So I think I'm, I'm again, going back to my late start, right? So so I'm, I'm very pragmatic and literal, right? So visual artist is just an artist that works with visual mediums, right? Anything that can be seen. Right, so visual, like, you can see it. Mm -hmm. If someone makes like either ready-made items, mm -hmm. illustrations, yep, I would, I would even go to the extent that, in my opinion, right, every illustrator is a visual artist. Interesting. In my opinion, right, yeah. whether or not they 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 feel like that fits what they do or they embody the same feelings, I think it's 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 obviously on them. Mm -hmm. 
But I think from a dictionary standpoint, right, an artist is someone that creates art. Mm. Unless they tell me that they don't think their, their illustrations are, are considered mm. art, right? Then, then okay, la, then I mean, fair enough, right? Yep. But is your art visual? Yes, very much, right? It's an illustration. People see it. Yep. People digest it through yep. their eyes and it's art, right? So it's visual art. Yeah. And who creates visual art? Visual artists. Yeah. Right? So so I think um, that's the term I use most often um, because it's broad enough, right? It allows me to to encompass not just illustrations in my work, mm. but also products. Yeah. Like Asics sneakers. Yeah. Um, G-Shock watches. Yeah. Like Levi's jackets. Yep. Right? Those are all also just art. But calling them illustrations, um, they can still be called illustrations. Ultimately, they are still drawings put mm-hmm. onto different mediums, mm-hmm. but it doesn't translate. It doesn't explain it as well, right? It doesn't. It's not as accessible a, a, a thing to say. Yep. Right. And I, but I think personally, for me, most illustrators can probably tell right off the bat when they look at my work. My work is more abstractions or forms, mm. and not. I'm not a draftsman, right? What does that mean, though? In terms like basic drawing okay like foundation drawing <laughs> okay okay right you like live drawing that kind of stuff yep so w- there was a point of time in my life where i was in university i went to live drawing sessions mm-hmm. i wanted to be a great draftsman i wanted mm-hmm. to sit down with a pen in a cafe and just like draw the shit out of like five people okay right and that was like that was i was very driven to do that at one point of time. Very romantic, but please go on. Right? Yeah, yeah that, that was like, that was so cool yeah. for me. Right? I was like, oh, I wanna, I'm gonna practice. Yeah. And I even, for one point of time, I even drew people on a train or like on the buses yeah. for yeah. fun. Yep. They were crap. Yep. But I did it, right? Because I thought that it's a numbers game. You just gotta work through the shitty drawings yeah. and one day you'll get yep. better. Yep. It is true. Mm-hmm. But I think somewhere along the line, I realized I enjoyed not doing that more. Mm. because okay so the example I like to pull again this is my opinion right yeah. just, yep. just a disclaimer <laughs> nothing wrong <laughs> for people they like to pursue this path yeah. but okay so this is this is my opinion this is how I reasoned with myself right feel free to let me know what you think after I explain so so when in the renaissance period where people were relishing realism and, and can, Realism, okay, it gets a bit tricky. It gets a bit dicey when terms are used. Mm-hmm. But when people were mimicking life, mm-hmm. right, like like sculpture, sculptures and paintings in the Renaissance period, right, that was revered because they are so hard to do. Yep. Right. But the moment photo- photography was introduced, that changed, mm-hmm. right? Because now you have photos to rep- literally replicate life. Of yep. course, there are differences. Yep. Lighting, you can't get focus and stuff like that. Of course, drawing it fully in focus is different. But that changed. Right, and photography also introduced a new form of art, which is photorealism mm. art. Right, and this okay, this is not my opinion. Right, this is something that my prof in in ADM NTU said. Right, if you commit yourself to like fifty years of realistic photo drawing, you can probably get decent. Very inspiring, <laughs> right? And and if you think about it, yeah, like if you just do nothing, just eat leisure and train yeah. photorealistic drawing, yeah. you can do it. Which I would imagine the goal for something like that is to make it as realistic exactly. as possible. Right? Exactly, yeah. right? So I, 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 that, I ran that through my head, right? I was like, do I want to do that? And the answer was straight away, no. Mm. 
right? I don't want to do something anybody else can do yep. despite how long it takes. Yep. And that started to, to draw me towards artists that had more abstraction, more stylization yep. in their yep. work. Yep. And, and that drew me away from being a draftsman and illustrator. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always hesitate slightly when I call myself an illustrator or when people label me an illustrator mm. because my basic foundational drawing in illustration is not great. Mm. Because when people talk about illustrator, they always think someone that, wow, can draw anything in the world. Right? All the styles you can replicate. Yep. You give me that scuff, I give you the lighting and the shadow, <laughs> right? The all the mid-tones and yeah, the highlights. Yeah. Yep. Right? There's a lot of technical jargon yes. packed into a term like that. Though. Yes, yeah. right. So that's that's when you especially in the creative industry, when mm. you talk about illustrator, that's kind of like what people expect. It's heavy. La. It is like yeah. it is like and I'm not I can't you give me the scuff, I'll give you an abstract version of that scuff, right? <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Yep. Right. But I, I've I've come to terms with that, right? So I do try to hesitate to use Illustrator now and then. Mm. Um, but then again, I do try not to also shy too far away. Because what I do is illustration. Right? No one's to say that it's not. It is stylized abstract abstraction of a form of illustration. Mm. Right? No one's to say it's not illustration. But it's it's not what the general creative audience would deem like a purebred them sick illustrator would do mm. right but it's still illustration lah, right so it's not wrong yeah. it's just not a term that I'm fully wholly comfortable with yep right so visual artist is vague and broad enough for me to play lah, yep. essentially yep what about right. the just the term artist itself is, is it something that okay is it something personally that you want to aspire to or is it something that you just uh, reject fully like just artist it, it itself I think so so I think Okay, I guess as in thinking about it now, right? I think it's more of how the context that the context of Singapore, mm. right? When you talk about artists, right? When you ask a random person on the street, or like your auntie uncles, when you say, "Hey, what's what isu? Like, what's isu jia? Right? Like, isu is art, right? Yes, gotcha. I so isu jia is is artist, artist okay, right? Okay. So when like Chinese New Year or the like the usual analogies, right? Yep. When you say artist, people have this like persona, or have this like. In my, have this persona in mind of a pure artist sure right yep. in a studio yep. painting for like hours on end yep. creating an exhibition in a gallery yep so romantic right it is it is <laughs> it is romantic right yep. um, and there's nothing wrong with that 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 that's nice right but that's not really what I do right but when I when when you say visual artist it in in one way of obviously it's, it's still broad enough to describe what I do um, and at the same time it introduces another word that people might not be too familiar with. Definitely. Right. And that opens up conversations. Right? What so, is a visual artist? Exactly. Mm. Right. So so if I if I introduce myself, so oh, hi, hi, um, I, I'm, I'm Tobiato, right? I'm a visual artist. Yep. Instead of saying like, hi, I'm Tobiato, I'm an artist, right? If I say artist, right, then it might like, oh, he just paints in the mm. studio and he just exhibits at National Gallery. Yep. Right. But if, if I say visual artist, or sometimes I even say urban artist, mm. right? And that that opens up more conversation. And I think uh, again, back to the very well crafted PRs blurb that I said at the start, right? A lot of what I do is to prove that art as a career is possible, right? Because I think a lot of people that have thought about art as a career as in, at art as a career in Singapore, and they think about all those Nanyang painters that have sold artworks, have artworks in galleries, like those very nice traditional paintings, yep. which is which is great, um, but the idea of an artist is starting to change and has changed, mm. but the people have just not caught up to it. So people like 
like you guys, there are children, right? People like like me mm-hmm. and all the other people that have that are coming later, right? All of us play a part in changing that definition, right? And every project that we do kind of helps, lah. Yep. Right. And and the labels, as much as we hate them, right, help as well. Mm. Right. What we use to call ourselves is tagged to the art that we do. And the art that we do is seen by people. Yep. Right. So by and large, people see our labels. Mm-hmm. So so I think that that that's quite a nice like cycle to think about. Yeah. I, I don't think okay, like, I hope that in our lifetime we can do something about it. But hopefully decades later, someone else would have this podcast. And be talking about tell our children or maybe Tobiato mm. and speaking of us, like how I'm speaking of the Nanyang painters. And we have created a new perception of what an artist should be in Singapore. Yep. Right. And then it's up to them to change it for their version of an artist yep. in Singapore. However, that looks like in the exactly, future. Yeah? Right. And that is quite exciting. But if we can do that, then that's great. Yep. But that next generation might be the people that will do that for us. Mm. Right. We might not be able to do that in our time. It depends on how long you have to live, lah. Exactly, yeah. and and how much of an impact and how much people will receive, lah. Yep. Right. Uh, there's only so much we can control. Yep. So maybe by the time we retire, mm. an artist would still be seen as a Nanyang painter, and that's fine, right? It just means that we either didn't work hard enough, mm-hmm. <laughs> or the society is not ready to change, lah. Yep. And that takes time, right? So then, then you maybe we guide the next generation to try. And then again, the fact that it that it needs to fight is also a, a something worth mentioning, yep. right? Every fight is is only worth is, is worth more because of the fight, mm, the right? struggle, so, exactly, yeah. right? So so the bad makes the good great, right? So that's one of the quotes I live by. The bad makes the good great. Yeah, so it's something a masochist would say, but sure. Yeah, but I said if you think about it, mm-hmm. right? If you're hungry, would you enjoy a bus homie if you're hungry, or when you're full? You're hungry, you feel with that framework. I would say definitely when you are peckish or hungry, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So, the bad your hunger is bad, right? You mm. feel uh, if you're weak, if you're hungry, and then it makes the bus homie. The bus homie doesn't change, it's a constant, mm-hmm. but you enjoy it even more because of the hunger, yep, right. So, the bad makes the good great, but without the bad, if you are like at a completely neutral state, yep, you, you wouldn't want it, yeah, exactly, right. And the good will remain there. The bus homie is still good. Mm. Still well and good, still fancy with all its sauces and MSG and shit, but it's not great, right? So it's not something. It's not like oh, I gotta suffer. Yep, right. Because I think every time we say that, people think that oh, you like to suffer, but that's not the case, lah. Life is filled with ups and downs, right? Mm-hmm. But it helps me get through the down, lah. Yep. Right? Because the downs make me think that I'll enjoy the goods more. Yep. Right. If the life is just a flat line, you're not gonna enjoy anything. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You just be, oh fuck, it's just another day again. Yep. Right. And and that's not life I want to live, lah. Right. I want to feel the disappointments that let me feel the happier points. Where or how did you come to learn this particular uh piece of philosophy that has stuck with you? Do you remember? I think again, with with a lot of things in my life, it was a gradual thing. Okay. There was a few instances, right, yep. that and it's a lot of me trying to cope with things that didn't work out. Sure. Right, so it was a lot of like a project that I really was super excited for. Like, oh, I pumped in so much effort. Like, I did more than the pitch required. I, the client said, oh, let's let's go ahead with draft one, and I did like draft two and almost FA, 
right? And then it was canned, mm. right? I'm sure you guys have, I'm sure most creatives have, have that kind of projects, right? And, and that feels bad, lah. It yeah. feels horrible as a young creative yep. that's excited to get his career going. Yep. It feels like shit, right? But when a project actually works out, right? That it feels that much better, lah, right? Then if that project did go through and another good project comes up, another good project comes up, another good project comes mm. up. By the time it goes through, then it would, a good project will just become normal. Yep. Then you lose the excitement, you lose the enjoyment of the project. Right? So I think it was, it was a bit of, it is definitely a coping mechanism, 100% for me. But it has a coping mechanism that has helped lah, when things don't work out, even in my life, right? Mm. Art, like, art aside lah, like yeah. Tobia, Toby Wise, yeah. right? It, it's helped me go through some tough times lah. Mm. Like, like, why is this happening to me? Right? I'm sure we've asked that to ourselves in many scenarios, right? And then, sometimes you have really, literally no control lah, because of things that happen to you but not to someone else mm. for like pure chance, like no reason whatsoever. And the only way that I can get through or look past it is to believe that I would enjoy the good things more when the bad things are over. Lah. Yeah. Yeah. Would you describe yourself as a positive individual? Oh, not at all. Not at not all. all. Okay. I'm a practical, almost bordering on pessimistic individual. How would you describe that? A glass holds water. <laughs> That's the practical <laughs> side of things. Yeah. And I would say less than half full. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, using the analogy lah. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm more, I'm definitely more pessimistic and optimistic. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Suddenly a Singapore citizen then. Oh, for real lah. Okay. As in, whether or not that is tech to me living in Singapore, it probably is. Yeah. But I am lah. Yeah. I am slightly more pessimistic than optimistic lah. Wonderful. So, uh, yeah. I want to uh, put, put some focus on what you said about uh showing people that you can actually make art as a career because I think that 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 shot of a point has has came up several times during right. this conversation. I'm curious to know why is that important to you? Because it, it, it is a very noble cause right. like to 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 have that in mind and to to show people that it is actually possible. Why why is it important to you? Is is it something you've felt living here that oh it's not possible, something you've heard people say before? I think it's a very romantic thing to fight against, right? Mm. Um, the but establishment that's not, yeah that's, that's not the reason yeah. why I did it right I think um, of course the 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 stigma that every, like every, virtually every news media says right oh career um, wise art is, is going to be tough mm. right it's, it's, it's art is I think okay, so I think when it's when in, in the past there was a stigma that art is not possible as a career mm. and then that has shifted to proving that stigma wrong mm. right and a lot of the conversation now is surrounding that. Um, I think at least for me, it's, it's not as noble as it sounds, as much as it does sound noble. I think at the core of it, um, it's my way of telling myself two decades ago that it's possible. Mm. Because no one told me back then. And and the more I think about it, the more I think about all the people now that are that, at that age. Yeah. Right? No one's telling them that I, we, like me and you and all the other creatives around are actually literally making a career yep. out of doing art. But they might not have known. They don't they, know they who don't, to look. Exactly. They don't know who to talk to. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I, I, I I go to school sometimes. Right? I went to Nanyang Girls Sky. I went yeah. to Victoria's school to literally just talk about my work. Mm. Right? It, take, it takes time. Right? But I, lit, I just, me being there just shows that it's, 
it's possible lah. Because you never know who might be in the crowd listening. Exactly. Who might actually, maybe I might want to try. Yeah. Yeah, because they might not even have a conception of what yes. being an illustrator, being an artist is. So again, it's not a noble cause. I'm not there to inspire and influence the yeah. next generation. If it happens, great. But I'm just there as an example, mm. as a case study. Like, to be out of the case study. Right, like, <laughs> like just like, oh, it's, yeah, have, you know? Mm. It's literally just the word have. Yep. Is there artists in Singapore? Have. What was the reception like when, when you went to these schools and, and you shared about your experiences and stuff? I think, so, so when I go to these schools, I obviously show the cooler side of things. Sure. Right? Yeah. Now, of course, I do try to keep things practical, but yeah. the perception has been overall, um, I would say, it's from a pessimistic standpoint, I think pretty positive. <laughs> nice disclaimer there. <laughs> right? So, so I, say, I always go to things expecting the worst making do with what I get. Sure. Right? But so far, it's been, it's been pretty good. Lah. That's wonderful. Um, I think the teachers have been quite receptive as well. Yep. The, 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 when, I think when students are receptive is one thing. When the teachers are receptive to the fact that the students are receptive is another. Mm. Right? So, so far, it, it's, been, it's been some of those, um, which, is, which is nice. Lah. The fact that not just the students seem receptive, but the teachers see the students receptive. And even up to now on Instagram, I, I reply like all of my messages and everything. There are students that still message me. That's cool. Um, from Victoria, from Nanyang Girls yeah. High. And and they follow along, right? And, and and that fact that they follow along means at that age where I didn't see an artist as a that had a career, mm-hmm. now they do. Yep. And they not just see, they don't just meet me in person, but they are following the journey of this artist. Yep. Right? It's quite monumental, right? It is, it is, it it sounds very noble, but again, it goes down to just being there, Mm. right? I'm not the most amazing person, right? I'm not the most charismatic. I'm not the coolest person, but I am an artist that is making a career doing art. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I am, right? Um, I'm not doing amazing art. I'm not doing like life-changing nation recognition worthy (laughs) art. Not yet. Maybe one day. Yeah. But, I'm just making art, right? Who, like, that is a fact. Yeah. It's not me bragging about my work. It's not me bragging about my credentials and the brands that I've worked with. It's just me literally saying, it's like, it's almost as saying that I'm an engineer. Yeah. Right? But the fact that when you say I'm an artist, the, the, those two statements are way different and the mm. way they are perceived in Singapore is so different, but it shouldn't be. Mm. Right? Like, oh, I work in finance. People just like, oh, cool, you must earn quite a good amount of money in the CBD. There's blah, like a lot blah. of preconceived notions yeah. with but these terms. Exactly. Oh, I'm, I'm a doctor or I'm a lawyer, yeah. right? I'm an engineer, yeah. right? I, I, work in, I work in this, I work there, I work in the bank. But when you, the moment you say I'm an artist, people go like, oh, straight away, right? Then they perceive what they want to perceive. Yep. But I, I hope for one day when you say I'm an artist, and like, oh, cool, right? Oh, yeah. Where, where do, you, do you have your own space and stuff yep. like that? But then yep. that conversion never happens. Interesting. Right? Because again, I'm an engineer. Oh, like Shell, ExxonMobil, right? Yeah, people will just like continue the conversation. I'm an artist, like, oh. Do you think stereotypes, why Why do you think that is? Yeah. I stereotype 100%. La. Okay. I think stigmas and, and how, how uh, Singapore. La. I think Singapore, again, okay, so so I'm a bit, I wouldn't say split, but I'm practical enough to see like both sides, right? So one bit, main reason why I, I think that art has taken a backseat is because of how fast Singapore has to progress. Mm. Right? So, to progress a nation, innovation, science, technology, right? Pragmatic side 
the functional side of things has to take the first seat. Mm. Fair. That was our the previous generations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then look at where Singapore has gone. Yep. Right? As as much as they're they're still obviously not a perfect country, Singapore is Singapore is Singapore. La, right? And and I'm grateful to be here. Yep. Right. Again, it's not a perfect country. Yep. But I I love Singapore quite a lot. La. I think it's important to recognize that we're building off the backs of people who have prioritized things that uh we don't think uh we don't give a second thought about because yes. it's it's a very different time. I think from the 60s, 70s, 80s, For sure. turbulent as fuck. Yep. But yeah, well, well, we have the privilege to build off the backs. Like, exactly. Yeah. exactly. And we can think about things that they might not even have conceived before. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So the function of things was at the front seat. Mm. And that is what got Singapore to where we are. Mm-hmm. But now that we're here, so I think a large reason of of why art is treated away is, is because of that. Mm. Right. So, the, the the base of the country wasn't formed. Okay. Right? Okay, like, I don't know the right terms to use, right? But like, to enjoy certain things like art and for art to flourish more, right? I think a country has to be stable enough. Yeah, because you have the survival phase, then yeah, you have the, exactly. you have like the, 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 the pyra- foundational the pyramid phase. Thing. Yeah. I'm not sure what yeah. that was called, yeah. but I, I think that forms a very good exa- um, elaboration of what I'm trying to say, right? Mm-hmm. So, that, I think it's the main reason why art is viewed as such in Singapore. Like it takes a backseat. Mm-hmm. But that, that so, so that is one side of things, right? But at the same side of things, I also think that the fact that that is the case, again, gives us something to fight for. Again, that sounds a bit more misogistic, but, but it's, like a, it's like a worthy fight, lah, right? Mm-hmm. If let's say art was already the norm, a, a general career, I don't think I'll be nearly as driven as I am now. Interesting. Okay. It's very interesting. So again, this is just me saying. La, of course. Right? But then again, if that situation presents itself, I might be even more driven than I am. No? I Who don't knows? know. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Right? But but I do I do think the fact that there is a fight, the fact that there is a fight helps. It spurs you on even in more. Some, in some ways. La, right? Yeah. Like everything I just described. Right? Like the fact that is there artists in Singapore have. Right? The fact that I am going to schools and stuff like that. Mm. Like that, that is only spurred on because of the way art is in Singapore. Mm. And my content and my sharing is very much catered to because of that fact. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting because I think art, just as a term, is so vague, yet paradoxically so loaded. Every time when, when someone uses the word art or artist or whatever, it can mean whatever someone wants to mean. And oftentimes the context doesn't really do the word justice. So I am curious to know, what do you think the purpose of art is right now? Because I can imagine back then when, when Singapore was, we were just talking about Singapore primarily. Yeah. You had to focus on survival initially. Right. There is no time to think of such lofty ideas on what art yeah. is. Art is whatever they can see. Yeah. Whether they, they cognitively recognize it as art, because it is ultimately the definition of the individual that, that defines it as art. So they had to, they had a phase on focusing on survival. Yeah. Sure after the, the separation and all that shit. And then next is building the foundation. Yep. Right now, as I said, we are building off the backs of whatever that has happened. So yep. there is a certain privilege there. I'm curious to know, what do you think the purpose of art is right now? Because there used to be, art has always, let's say we were just talking about uh, highbrow art, it's always been uh, gated off. Oh, you have to go to a museum, yes. you have to go, you have to pay you have to have a certain uh, privilege right. that to you can even access. access. Yeah, because yes. I think a lot of the good works, like let's say if you, if, if you can't travel, 
let's say in the 90s, yeah. you, you can go to shows, yeah. but shows are also very limited. They are curated shows that presented to you. Let's say um, going to a museum, that might be difficult. Let's say if you don't have the means, you can't pay the entrance fee. There's very little public art. There's this notion of public art. So right. I'm curious to know right now, art is more accessible than it is before. For sure. Yeah, museums are open. They're free. Yeah. There is public art. You can go on Instagram. You can get a saturation of, yeah. of pieces or however you choose to define it. Yeah. What do you think the purpose of art is right now in 2022? I think that's a that's a... It's a it's quite a layered question, mm. right? And, and I think I think layered questions deserve layered answers, right? So so I think I, I'll answer that in, in in like I'll try I'll attempt at answering that in in a few phases, right? So I think at the core of it, art is okay. So so there's a function portion of art, right? You you cannot argue that it's not like Netflix shows mm-hmm. UI UX, yep. Right, it is still creative work. Mm-hmm. UI UX functionality design is still art, right? So that is a a very clear practical purpose of art. Yep. Right. Everything you touch daily is created by a designer, mm-hmm. and that is art lah, in its way, right? So that purpose there is easily answered. Yep. The practical, functionality, the functionality, yeah, the of it, okay, for sure, right? During like circuit breaker, that that was very 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 visible lah, right? Netflix all the games online and everything. And yeah, so the, the functionality part of it serves the purpose, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. And I think then moving outside, so, so outside of the functionality of art, I think one in one happening that I would like to bring up in Singapore, right, is like night festival. Mm, what is that? Or like, I like, yeah. right? Like festivals whereby yeah. people just show up and see cool shit. Right, like that in essence is the purpose of of Allah in a way. To be seen? To view and to enjoy certain things. Mm. No, okay, I wouldn't even say enjoy. To view and experience shit. Whether or not you like Singaporeans are are very straightforward. Okay. So I did like an installation for I like at Fort Canning. Mm-hmm. I did like some fat birds. Yeah. Right. I did like a series of fat birds along a pathway. Yeah. So one night I just went there. La. So I took a chair, I sat down just to like see people's response right and most people will enjoy it right they just like poke the, poke the fat birds <laughs> which is great yeah it's accessible right you're yeah. enjoying it yeah yeah good but then a lot there also there were a lot of straightforward comments la. things like oh bird only ah. mm. oh it's just birds so fat for what why is it fat right but I wasn't I wasn't mad because they 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 took the effort to go out to experience those birds mm. so the I guess the, the broader question, right, about the purpose of art, right, it boils down to what do you want to do with life, lah, mm. right? So, so what's the purpose of of going to the movies? To enjoy it, right? To mm-hmm. feel something. Mm-hmm. And I think art serves directly that purpose, lah, right? A good or bad reaction is a reaction. Yep. So if you like the fat birds, you take a picture of it, you poke it, and you enjoy it. Mm. You don't like the fat birds, you move on to another exhibition. You go yep. home. You yep. go home and you tell your friends, hey, fuck. I see fest. a fat bird. <laughs> I see a fat bird. Like, don't go. Don't bother. Yep. Waste time. Man. Yep. But that is still a reaction. And that, I think, is the purpose of art. Lah. For people to feel and react whatever that reaction may be. A good reaction, great. A bad reaction, also good. Right? That makes you feel alive. Mm. Right? Imagine if you, imagine going to night fest and feeling nothing having no opinions on anything at all. That's, that's, that's so sad. Mm. 
right? And and I think art is just a a form of of a way for people to have feelings and emotions and reactions to certain things. Be, again, be it good and bad, reactions because right? it's a very human response. Exactly, right? right? I create artwork. If you don't like it, then then you don't like it, But yeah. it's still a reaction. It still gives you emotion. Mm. It still carries a conversation, mm. right? And and that is the purpose of art, I think. Do you feel that people might have a misconception of what art is because they they see or they hear a piece of music and they think the the surface glossy thing that is art? But what what you're saying that is it is oftentimes an expression or an invocation of something more human that is that goes beyond whatever physical medium we're, right. we're looking at. Yeah. Do you think there's a misconception? Yeah. I would even I would argue to say that art is never misunderstood. It's never misunderstood. Because it's just based on what each audience's knowledge of the artwork is. And that is oftentimes limited. Yep. Right? The artist statement can not always be there. The mm. artist can never be there. Yep. All the time. Yep. Right? They so, get to experience whatever is there. Exactly. Yep. Right. So and so their understanding of the art is what they're exposed to. Mm-hmm. Right, so you 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 cannot say that they misunderstand and mis mis misconstrued the artwork. Yep. So I I would argue and say that art is never there was there's never a misconception with art. It's yep. just different interpretations and different responses. Yep. Um. Of course, as someone that creates art, right, which is why I I took the chair and sit down lah. Right. I want to be there to try to explain to people mm. as much as I can. Do people, do people even know that? As in, I, it's also like, it was a bit of an odd situation. I sat there, right? Then sometimes when we walk by, it's like, oh, it's very nice. Then I was just like, oh, thanks. Right? And then, <laughs> this random guy said right? and, then, and then like, and then they obviously look at me like, who this weird yeah, fuck? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, it's like, oh, I designed the birds. And then like, oh, right? Yeah, like, yeah, so, okay. so like, and then I get to talk a little bit of my art. But again, I cannot do that for everyone. Mm. Yep. Right? So, but, my inability to, to do that or the festival's inability to put up many, 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 many more signages, mm. does that mean the, the artwork is, there's a misconception of the artwork? No. Right? It just means that the artwork is, is understood and conceptualized as such. Mm-hmm. So it, I would say that it's, it might be, there might be a misconception with the intention of the artwork, but the artwork is never misunderstood. Because it's what the individual will want to yeah, get from it. It's it, right? If you look at like Damon's, mm. right? I think it's a very good example, right? Mm-hmm. It's a frozen shark, yep. like dots. Yep. Right? If you don't understand his work or like what he's trying to do with conceptual, being conceptual artist and stuff like that, you you would you will just see it as service value. And then like majority of people just, just do it as like that, right? Yep. They just know that it's a a shark frozen in fluid. So that's the the physical manifestation yeah. of that idea. So like, is yeah. that is that a misconception of his work? You could say that. Yes and no. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yes and no. Right. But I would never say like, yes. Mm. Oh, there's a misconception. You are wrong. Yep. You don't understand his work and you go and read it. Yep. But not everybody has the time or access to read on art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So, so there, even if there is a misconception, the, I think the misconception is to the intention of the artwork. The artwork itself is never misunderstood. I think. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but that's again, it's a very personal opinion. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, on a similar tangent to that, um, do you believe that there is a right way or a wrong way to create 
I would say create for art because I, I will link the two quite closely. Right. Yeah. So do you think there's a right way or a wrong way to create? Because you having been through, I guess, higher education with regards to uh, designing and creating in, in university, that you have that that knowledge and you have, you have been through the, 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 the schooling and the know-how. I'm curious to know your opinion. Is there a right way or a wrong way to create? That's, well, I've, I've never thought about that, right? Because I've just created the way I create. Mm. Like, it's, you're so, it did. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I guess, when you've talked about wrong, wrong way to create, I think the only wrong way I can think of is something illegal. Lah. Like, you do something that mm. hurts people. But something legal has spawned off the, one of the greatest art movements recently. Oh, 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 yeah. Of, so, of it's also debatable. Yeah. Exactly. But like, I guess, th- then, so I guess it's, it's, it's a broader conversation, yep. right? Then is answer no, right? There's, is there no wrong way to create art? What, what do you think? I think it's a contextual question. Okay. Right? And it's a contextual personal question, mm-hmm. right? Like if you do something in Singapore that is illegal, that hurts people, mm. to me, that's wrong. Mm. And that's not something you should do, right? When, when people are hurt, like either, f- either physically or mentally or yep. like it hurts their pride yep. or well-being like exactly yeah. everything and, and to me that's wrong mm. and I think a lot about art is the intention yep. and, and intention is very important to me so if the intention is to hurt then to me that's wrong yep that's fair if the hurt happens from good intentions I I mean that then I will look to his reaction after his or her reaction after that mm whether or not there was a wrong thing to do, yep. it's debatable. Yep. Right. Yeah, sometimes I, someone can create something controversial to 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 challenge yep. whatever uh, preconceived exactly. notion yep. there is, but you can't control how the public will react. Yes. Yeah. And then that is where there's a dichotomy because of the response. Yep. Because the intent is to, let's say, challenge. Just open uh, the conversation. Yeah. Just to open the I think yep. I remember that there's a lot of uh, pushback with regards to uh, I believe it was something like a festival, I think M1 Art Festival, mm-hmm. and they they had like this dance, uh dance theatric event. And I think the it, it was a very well-known and global event. So, right. so so they got it in for this uh M1 art installation, but there was a lot of pushback from I think like the public sentiment of it. Oh, it's 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 too obscene. Or I think the other going back to what you said, it's always to the intent is pure. The intent is to challenge because I think it is a it is a, a, a global thing. It's 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 the norm there because art is an invitation to to get that that human reaction. You mentioned good or bad, it doesn't really matter. It's just the the the, the challenge of, of of that. Yeah. So so that that is what comes to mind. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I I think intention is is quite important to me, right? Not just like even outside of art. Mm. Right. Intention is something that personally I, I view quite strongly be it like intention of, of what like friends making decisions. Mm. Yeah. So, so that translates to how I view intentions in art. Yeah. Right. So I guess, again, I think your, that, that question, if there's, is there a wrong way to do art? I don't think that that question can ever be like answered like a math, mathematical, yes or no. Not as conclusive as I, one I might hope. I don't think it la. ever will be. Yeah. La, right. Because if you, I'm just thinking about it, right. Like even in the context of Singapore, if you do something hyper controversial, right. And and you do something that really hurt, like even hurts people. Mm. Um, but then then again, if that piece of art prevents someone else from doing it in the future, mm. right? Then is that the wrong way to do art? 
or is ultimately that, contextual. Like is who, that, yeah. like which 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 parties are involved, which exactly. demographic is involved, who is who has the power there. There's a lot of uh, conversation yeah. just just for this small little question. Exactly. Like it can be wrong now. Yeah. But mm. it can be not so wrong. <laughs> Like five years later. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. That's right. fair. Yeah, that's I entirely mean, fair. Yeah. It's it's a I think it's a question it's one of those questions that we just have to keep asking. Mm. And the fact that we keep asking keeps us in check. La. Yep. Right. That prevents wrong art, if any, from happening. Yep. In a way. Like, yeah. I do, I do think it's 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 fascinating to hear your answer because I think being in Singapore and growing up in Singapore, there's always this binary of or the right answer and the wrong answer. I mean, s- schools are schools. They they teach us vital skills, but unfortunately, sometimes schooling, they they kind of inculcate you with this notion of there is always this r- one right answer, that there is not a lot of new ones. And I can imagine like 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 a younger artist starting out, uh, oh, I have to get the right equipment. I have to get this. I have to get that. I have to go to school. So there's this like, preconceived path oh this is the right way or this is the only way to become an artist I'm curious to know um, after having been through higher education for uh, designing and for all that what are your thoughts on it is it important is it vital is it something let, let's say if, if, if there's a younger listener yeah. just finished secondary school and maybe diploma and considering should I take up a high, higher education to 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 pursue my arts or yeah because I feel like the answer is a lot more nuanced this days yes, yes and I'm not even talking about um online schools and stuff like I, I I feel that especially in recent years with social media with Patreon all these other avenues Twitch streaming yeah. there is the idea of being an artist has changed for definitely sure, sure. and the idea of making an income has also changed so I'm curious to know like. Is higher education necessary, important? Would you still encourage people to actually go for it too? Because it, it opened up your eyes, uh, being in, in in with with your peers and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. So so I've answered this question before, right? So you're right when when you 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 um said that younger creatives come and ask me. So th- there have been. Yep. Right. So my answer has always been it's not an uh, it's not an answer that I, I really provided like two years ago. Right. Because I haven't I didn't like I didn't come to that conclusion yet. Mm. But after like three years of doing this full time, right? My answer would be at where you're at, right, wherever that might be, right? Be it after secondary school, after poly, after JC, even in the middle of uni. Do what gets you to where you want to be in your career. Do what you need to in the fastest way possible. Mm-hmm. If the fastest way for you to get where you want to be is higher education, then yes, it is vital for your journey. Mm. And that was the case for me. Yep. Right? Because without uni, I had zero experience in art. Mm. So that was the fastest way for me to get into art. Yep. Not even start a career. Like immerse yourself in it. Yes. Right? So if you've already got the skill sets, okay, again, this is just an example. If you've already got the poly skill sets, you've known the softwares, you know everything, and where you want to be, is freelancing yep. and starting work, then uni might might not be necessary. Right? So do do what you need to do to get to where you want to be. Mm. Right? So that gap, fill that up with whatever you need. That could be freelancing. Yep. If, the, if freelancing is going to get you there, then freelance. If uni is going to get you there, then uni. Yep. Right? So so I think, again, I'm very practical, right? It's a practical pessimist. Mm. Right? So do what you need to do to get where you want to be the fastest way to get there. I think that, that, that that's the key. The fastest way to get 
where you want to be from where you are now. Yep. It could be an overseas degree mm. over a local degree. Yep. Right? It could be a local degree over overseas degree. Yeah. It could be a part-time degree while freelancing. Right? If you think that gets you to where you want to be faster. Yep. Right? Then yeah, go for it. But then again, that is more so for like purely just work, like creative. Mm. Right? But then there's the practical side of things. The more by the book. What does that mean? Right? So like, if you want to be an educator, you need paper qualifications. Like, yep. Right? If So if you, if you like if where you want to be is a lecturer, right? And some polys and some universities have requirements that you need a bachelor's. Like, then you get the bachelor's. Like, mm. Right? And that might change in the future as everybody, you throw a stone at a random kid and the guy is <laughs> going to get a bachelor's. <laughs> to get, to teach bachelor's, you probably need a master's. Yep. Right, so if you, that's so what you want to do, la, basically, <laughs> pretty much like If that's what you want to do, then then get the masters and get yep. the bloody masters. Do your research paper la, yep. Right, so essentially, I would, I would. It's not a blanket statement. Um, I think when people ask me that question, people expect it you know, like a yeah, solution. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uni was great. Yeah. Oh, it changed my life. You yeah. know, like it gave me everything I needed. Oh, your Go PR box uni. is showing. Yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> <laughs> but like, but no, right? That's not the case, lah. Gotcha do what you need to do to get to where you want to be as fast as you can. Yeah. If that's Patreon, getting supports from online, if you already have a following, then yeah, just just go for it. Lah. Yeah. Yeah, just, just build on it. Yeah. Respond to the, to what the audience, respond to the industry, the industry will respond back mm. and build on it, right? If you, if one year later, you see it doesn't work out and you think uni is the way to go to get there even faster, then yeah, pivot. Yeah. Again, uni might not be the way. Another, another diploma might be the way to go. Mm. Right, if you are in business and then you want to pivot to to creative, and then uni might be feel too much of a stretch for you, then take another diploma, right? Yep. Then get get to where you want to be as fast as you can. Yeah, what I'm hearing from you, it's because of how unconventional I guess being an artist today is. You kind of have to take an unconventional approach to it, and I guess it takes a certain amount of uh, gumption to to actually want to take a jump like this because growing up in Singapore, I'm sure you know uh, there's always like a very linear path as you mentioned. Yeah. Not say it's safe or whatever, but there are always things that you can do that oh, there are things that people will expect of you to do or, or certain certain decisions to make. And anything that strays from that uh that that notion is considered unconventional. Right. Yeah, but it sounds as though like being an artist, like you kind of have to have a certain amount of clarity or you have to know that, okay, this is something I might want to try out and have, I guess, the courage to do it. It sounds something very courageous for, let's say, someone who has just finished poly when all his friends are, let's say, going to uni or whatever. And you say, okay, maybe I want to try freelancing. Right. I want to try uh, just dipping my toes into an industry. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like that. And whether it's a success or not, I think it's ultimately up to uh, greater forces. Right, right. Yeah. I think I think on the note, yes, right? In, in some ways, as I, I would never say that my path is not unconventional and I, I would never say that it doesn't take courage to do what we do, right? Mm. Um, especially in Singapore. But also, I also do want to caution that a lot of times when you talk about unconventional paths, the thing that always comes up is the leap. Mm. Yeah, right. sure. Taking that chance. Yep. Right? Um, and and more often than not, there are most people do take that leap. But looking back three years in my journey, right? I, I can't find a leap. Mm. Because of how practical I am, 
um, I only made, I only made the decisions um based on how practical they are. Yeah. So so like, I guess, again, I think it boils back down to like you said, greater forces lah, right? Be it the universe or karma, like me being a decent human being or whatever. But are you? I hope so. Cool. Okay. I mean. Is that's not for me to decide, right? <laughs> I always believe that anyone that says they are the shit is not the shit. Other people need to say that you are the shit. Okay. Right. So so, yeah, I'm never gonna say that I'm uh I'm I'm, I'm amazing. Okay. Right. Okay, that's a bit of a digression. But <laughs> so so I think going back to the unconventional path, right? Yeah. Um, my life up to this point has been a path of practical decisions. Mm. Um, small decisions yeah. small like you said micro decisions small daily right? decisions exactly yeah. but there, I, I, if you ask me to find a leap I struggle to find that leap yeah. because even as much as it sounds like a nice PR story that I went yeah. to work in an art studio yeah. then it, it pivoted my life it yeah. did but at the same time it was a practical choice mm-hmm. because with my A-level results I could probably get into engineering and do it right but I knew I wouldn't enjoy it yeah. right so it was, or maybe I, I would even go. To, I, I can't remember exactly w- what standards the engineering courses were in the entry level, but I might not even have made it yep. into a local U with my results. So my results were pretty bad. I was not mm. a great student. So the, even the choice to pursue arts was a practical one. Yep, because I would still get into uni, right? And the w- when I graduated, right, I I spoke to other creatives. I spoke to senior creatives and asked, oh. I'm already freelancing a bit now. Should I just, should I take the leap? Yeah, yeah. Right? And then people just say, yeah, why not? And like very motivational. Like, yeah, take the leap. You can always go back to free, full time, but you, it's harder to go to freelance and build a network again, which makes sense. But I didn't. Mm. Right? After I graduated, um, I was approached by agency okay. to work as a designer. Yep. And I, I did it. Like, I took it. Yeah. I, I said, again, I didn't take the leap. Mm. Right? I took the, the practical path. But that, that that was a contract job, right? With with verbal agreements to convert mm. to a full time role. Yep. Um, which was okay. It was a nice place. I enjoyed it. I did work for like Netflix and illustrations and stuff like that, which was nice. But the contract, my contract ended mm-hmm. during co- when COVID started. Wonderful, right? So again, greater forces or whatever, right? And then that ended lah. So the contract ended. Um, I left. And again, at at a point, I was at crossroads, lah. Yeah. Right. I could either find another job. Yep. Or freelance, right? And at that point, thankfully, my contract job, they knew that I was freelancing, and they said keep going, mm-hmm. right? So when I left that job, thankfully, another job came in, right? A freelance job. Yep. And again, the most practical path was to do that. Yeah. Right. And and that like what I've described so far is basically these little decisions and practical choices that I've made. La. And and that have that hasn't stopped. Mm. Of course, I think that if you want to pinpoint a leap, it's the leap be- after I left the agency, right? Mm. To to start freelancing. But of course, I could only take that leap to start freelancing because I had you freelance did. jobs, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's not really a leap. You could have played out the other way where I, you had no yeah. freelance and yes, yeah, exactly. you'll be then, back to an agency. Then, yeah. then maybe it'll be a bit more of a leap. Mm. Right, like creating a whole new network altogether, like yep. leaping into freelance without knowing anything. Yep, like starting from scratch. I think I think that that embodies the word leap a bit more. But then again, that is my story. Yeah, right. Because I think again, when I started talking about this, I do want to caution people about 
taking leaps. Yeah. Because that is one way to take an unconventional path with a gumption, like the, the tenacity to work through it. But that's not the only way la, yep. to walk an unconventional path. Yeah. Within the unconventional path, there are still practical decisions to make. I think it's important to do this thing called risk assessment. Yeah, oh, for, because sure, for sure. I think leaps are all beautiful and romantic and all, but more often than not, the probability of you failing that, I think it's a lot higher than you succeeding. I think yeah. it's, it's, it's it's very glossy to say, oh, let's say if if, if I go to, uh, I mean, the School of Visual Arts, I think every, every illustrator wants to go there yeah. to, to learn, but it'll put you in so much debt. Then if your family can support it, wonderful, go for it because... Uh, it is a cost, 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 cost analysis. Okay, maybe I pay this, but let's say if I'm able to network so much over there, I meet all these different people. But I'll take. I think. I think the the it's it's important to do a risk analysis as to whatever micro decision. Not just about. I think in the creative scene, but outside of it, what what practical options do I actually have, and what is what's the probability of these scenarios happening? Yeah, because it sounds like. Yeah, you kind of the for 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 you from as from what I'm hearing, it's like the job came. I was like, I'll do it, lah. Yeah, well, why not? Yeah, <laughs> and then maybe when that ended, another one came, and another one came, and you're just being guided along. Yeah. I mean, as I said, maybe we only know when we look back two years later. It's like, oh yeah, that that job from uh, after after JC. Okay, that was the turning point. Yeah. But these are all like post rationalization yeah. you're just rationalizing oh but that 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 yeah, yeah, yeah I think I think on that note why why I used the word caution when I was answering that question was when people talk about unconventional paths and le- and leaps right um based on like building off what you said about risk assessment when you talk about leaps in unconventional paths people always assume that you you don't risk risk access or like mm. you risk access and you make the risky choice yep. and then that denotes a leap so I think that's why I caution that not you don't have to necessarily always take a risky take path. Take the la. riskiest yeah. or the lowest probability of succeeding. I mean like <laughs> high risk, high reward. Like, whoa, follow your dreams. Yeah. Eh, you know what kind of yeah. shit. But yeah, yeah sure, yeah. right? It might pay off, right? There is values in a high risk, high reward. Yep. Um, um, tenacity, yep. driven, courageous leaps. Yep. But but I think you're right. Like, again, again, this is stemming from a very practical person, right? Risk assessment is very important to me. I don't count it mathematically, mm. but but I do consider the practical choices. Mm. Yeah. I think funnily enough, the universe is not practical. Sometimes, oh, yeah. sometimes, sometimes things yeah. do happen. But I think I, I remember an experience where I think I was back in poly and yeah. graduating. I think a good portion of individuals just went to study and went to overseas to study. But I look at the tuition costs, like, <laughs> I, I thought, how many prints do I have to sell as an artist <laughs> to make back this six-figure sum plus plus? It's like, that doesn't make sense. Why Why are people uh, going overseas to to study? Is it is it to experience it? Then, okay, so let's say if it's to experience it, yeah. to experience living there, well and good. Wouldn't a holiday, two months, three months there be a lot cheaper than this six-figure sum on years. Yeah, so I think at the end of the day, do risk analysis. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Even though you're creative, it's not just drawing. Yeah. You have to do risk analysis. Yeah. So 100%. Bridging off from that, um, I'm curious to know, do you know how you learn? Have you ever thought about that? Oh, yes. Yeah. 100%. How do you learn? I learn by doing. Okay. Could you right. could you please explain so that? So, I I realized this in, in like the first year of university. Um, 
I think everybody learns differently, right? Mm -hmm. So I think the reason why I wasn't a great student is that I'm not a great conventional student. What does that mean? A that conventional means student? like a sit down, study, like drill, memorize, yeah. like whack, right? It, it is very unnatural for me. Mm-hmm. Um, as in this, this starts to fall into the category of like a romanticizing an artist, right? Yeah. Oh, I cannot sit down and study. I need to move around <laughs> and paint and shit, right? But but it's not that romantic, lah, yeah. right? I just learn better when I when I do things, lah, right? Like even within arts, um, if you ask me to follow a tutorial to do something. I do the tutorial, I follow step A, B, C, D all the way, I finish the tutorial and I forget everything. Mm. But if you give me a project to do that same shit as the tutorial would do, then I remember it. That's interesting. Because it's just the, 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 the framing of it. Exactly. Right? It's yeah. the context. Yep. You learn by doing. Mm. And I, I realized that in, in, in the year one of uni, right? Because I went to uni with no laptop. Wonderful. I didn't even know what Adobe was. Yeah. I had a desktop at home with like you brought your pencils, uh. I brought. I uh, oh yeah, I brought like all two B because yeah. I didn't know like they were like different Bs. Okay, yeah, yeah. Again, zero art background. Okay, yep. so I brought like a sketchbook. Yep. With like oh nice thick paper, you yep. know, like I was ready to be yep. an art student. So the teacher said, "Bring out your laptops," and you had nothing. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh okay, we need that. Like then, just nice, right? There was like the expo, the IT fair. Mm. That I want to get a laptop. Yep. I bought a Windows. Yep. Yep. Oh uh, yikes! Okay. Right. As in like, I mean. <laughs> Who like I wasn't I wasn't well versed I wouldn't yep. know right I bought Windows yep. right and then I went to school and it's like I didn't even know Adobe was a paid subscription yep. yep right and then my friend cracked it for me yep right now the school provides yep. which is great yep like and and that's how I I I worked through that lah right and then I knew, I started to learn what Photoshop was and I started to learn the tools yep. because the assignment freaking called for yep. it if I didn't learn I would just fail <laughs> like my first semester. Mm. Right, and then I started to get become familiar with the software by doing. Mm. Right, so I got through. I, I struggled through my first semester. Struggled. Oh, hundred percent for okay. sure. I mean, we you can see how the that the gap that was right. Someone that like there were people like you from Poly that were in my class. Okay. Right, that were already aware mm. of what they were aware. doing. <laughs> right, no, okay. just aware. I'm not yep. like they might be fucking tired. Yep. But they were at least at the core of it, they were aware mm-hmm. of what things were happening. They yep. don't like shortcuts. They were like clicking, clicking away, yeah. trackpadding away. Like, yep. I was there with my mouse and like <laughs> split screening with a Windows tab. Yeah. How do I, you yep. know, like shit like yep. that, right? And and I learned by doing. Mm. And I I realized that really very early on. And which is why I made a point to do stuff outside of school mm. to expedite that learning again this is not about whether or not uni is essential or not. It's about how do you get to where you want to be faster. Expedite is a very interesting word to use in this situation. Right. It, but yep. it is true, right? Yep, it is. I wanted to be competent. Mm. I didn't want to be damn good. Right? I just didn't want to fail. <laughs> right? I didn't want to get kicked out of school mm. even after finally entering a local U. Yep. Right? So I I, I, I networked. I did like random freelance jobs for, for friends. Through, throughout the, the schooling. Yeah. Throughout school. Throughout school. My first, second year, I started doing some freelance, mm. some logos, right? Yep. They were shit. Yep. Don't think they were ever used. Yep. Maybe but it's one. fundamental for your learning? Yes. I, through the shitty logo, I learned how to use a split, the, the, like, the shape tool in Illustrator, <laughs> right? Stuff like that. Yep. Stuff that I, would, I wouldn't know how to use. Yep. I was pen tooling in Photoshop. But like, oh, oh shit, God. you can okay, use Illustrator. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Like, oh, that's a shape builder tool. Oh, you can remove that shape without drawing it over again. Yeah. Stuff like that, right? I would never have known that mm. if I didn't do those jobs. Yep. Right, but then again, that's how I learn. Mm. Right, there's a lot of people in school that like I've seen, they 
literally pull up tutorials of like After Effects and they see, they do and then they, they get it, mm. right? And then they just like, they're familiar right yep. after that without even like doing an actual thing. But I need to do yep. a thing, yep. right? Be it like a brief that I even, even I give myself. Yep. And, and I think that translates to a lot of what I do now, right? So I, I'm someone that jumps from project to project to project to project. What does that mean? I So if like, if you notice my page, I'm not sure if people notice, but I don't draw for myself. You don't draw for yourself. So like like your page, mm-hmm. it's like drawings and, and, and stuff that yeah. you draw for leisure. Yeah. But I don't draw for leisure at all. Mm. You pull up. So it's always for a client. It's always for a, yeah. yeah. You give me a blank piece of paper now, I will literally draw a blank. Unless you give me a team. Or unless I give myself a team. Mm. So like it's more paralyzing, uh, like a blank yeah, piece of paper. Nothing. It's like freedom. Yeah. Creative freedom. I, uh, I leave by another quote, right? So freedom without constraints is not freedom at all. I think someone said that, right? It's, yeah, someone said yeah. that. It's, it's not from me. I didn't yeah. come up with it. I'm not trying to own it. Could right? you repeat that? Freedom without constraints is not freedom at all. Mm. Right? Because you wouldn't know what, what you can do. Yep. Paradoxically right. enough, right? Right, but yep. it makes all the sense. Yep. Right? If a blank piece of paper and I just tell you to draw, that's too much. The next question is draw what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but the what is a constraint? Yep. And then you can think about what to draw out of the box. Yeah, then someone right? will say something and exactly. then you're building off that. Right, yeah. right. And if building off that is doing the opposite of what someone is doing, it's still building off that. Right, so so in a way that that is kind of what I am, like, which is again, going way back to our conversation about illustrators, I, I know I will never be a, like an illustrator, illustrator, illustrator. Oh, well, it's a triple wow. That's a right, trick. Okay. But, but because I would never ever <laughs> pull up a sketchbook and draw in a cafe. Mm. And I don't think I ever will. La, okay. In the near future. Yep. Right. And maybe if I get older and wiser 10 years later, I might. Yep. But right now, I don't. La. And and it's a bit sad because I used to doodle a lot. Yep. That, that was my next question. Like, yeah. There's, there seems to be like a disparity, at least uh from previous, previously, like you mentioned, yep. like I think when you were young, right now it's mostly for clients and for this, this sense of commerciality. Yeah. It sounds a bit uh, that there's a divide now. Like you're always drawing for someone else, and yeah. you're not drawing for yourself. Yeah, I guess you're drawing for Toby Yado, but not for Toby. Yeah. So yeah. I think in it, it was a shift. It was an unconscious shift in mindset, right? Yeah. Like when I was doodling for for Toby before Toby Yado even existed, I was just doing it for fun. Yeah. Right. And fun doesn't require a brief. Yep. So so again, this is the first time I might be articulating it, right? But it might not. That's why it might be so might not be so concise or articulate, but. I think when I started doing it as a career, um, it it opened up it opened me up to what I what I really enjoyed as a creative. I think. And what is that? So, without knowing what I could achieve, we, without Tobiato, mm. I was perfectly fine enjoying doodling, mm-hmm. drawing on notebooks, drawing on my foolscap pads and yeah. stuff, and it was great. And that could have continued all the way, mm. right? But the moment the possibility of it being a career opened up, I think I started to enjoy that a lot more. Mm. Right? The fact that something that I draw for a client or for a, anyone could be could live in the world, right? It could be go on an A6 pair of shoes that someone wears and runs with. And and that, looking back at a, at a grander scheme of things, again, this is the first time I'm yep. probably like thinking about it, right? Is that I enjoy that more than the joy I get from drawing for myself. 
it sounds like it's 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 no longer private. Like. You're no longer drawing for yourself, but maybe it's it's out there for, yeah. for, for people to look, to experience, to love. Yeah. And and again, this probably stems from why again, like why what drives me, right? I still don't know. Yeah. Right. But I guess in some way, drawing answering briefs is allowing me to also draw for myself. Because mm. without briefs, I don't draw at all. Right. And and I, I've come to realize I like things to finish, start and finish. Yep. When I doodle, um, there's no end. La, yeah. Right. I'll just draw. And like that in itself is quite it's a bit meditative. It's mm. quite a romantic feeling. You just draw, you know, yep. just like and that, that's nice. Yeah. I do want to try to do that one of these days yeah. again, right? And and I probably would still enjoy it. But I don't think I'll enjoy it more than drawing for clients and myself. Yeah. I'm um, drawing for tangible, real things. Yep for life yeah yeah because it's interesting because going back to what you mentioned about you learning by doing it yeah. the the process at which you are working from like the the, the basis illustration is yeah. like drafts and everything but it's being applied onto so many different mediums that you might not have the the the, the knowledge even but you're, you're working on it is is that always uh does that give you anxiety or does it like spur you on like let's say doing the inflatable or the, the birds right you might not have the knowledge as to how it will look like doing like turnarounds and everything, right. but you just leapt into it. You just went straight. Was it, was it, how was the process like for that? So again, again, the word leap is used, right? So it's, I would say, I guess this is as close as a leap as, as, as I could probably discern in my journey. Mm. Right. Um. So, I had this conversation with with my friend in university before, right? <laughs> because a, a, a lot of the freelance jobs I take, um, I take on jobs that I'm way underqualified for just to train myself to, no, not way underqualified. How that, do you know you're underqualified? I mean, like, if you ask me to do a logo and I haven't touched Illustrator before, right? I can draw the logo out, right? But to translate that to Illustrator and to give like the different formats, right? The 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 white version, yep, right? the, yep. the PN, ex, even exporting the formats, mm-hmm. right? And stuff like that is something that you, and you learn, right? Yep. right? So, in terms of qualifications at that point, um, it was I I, I was inadequate, lah. Fair enough, but I could draw the logo, Mm-mm. right? So the base skill set is is there. Yeah, I could give my friend that and like, okay, can you export all the stuff? <laughs> I could, lah. I yeah. could, right? Yeah. And the project would still get done. Yeah, right. But like my friend was asking me, like, it told me why why are you so daring, ah? Mm. What, like, why would you do interesting that? word to use? Yeah, right. Why would you do that project when you know that you do not have the capabilities to do it mm. right now? Yeah, right. Why, like, since that is a small example, but I took on like bigger projects that, um, I can't remember exactly lah, but like bigger illustrations within like during submission period that kind mm-hmm. of shit, mm-hmm. right? And and those it's just basically projects that he wouldn't do. Yeah, um, because he's more of a risk adverse person. Mm. So I think this boils down to character. Yep. Right. So I am, I, I still am in, in some ways, more so in the past, right? When I had less to lose. Mm, interesting. Right. So I was a definitely a do, fail, but fail knowing that I failed. Mm. Then don't do and regret forever not doing and uh, not knowing whether I, what could have happened. I was going to ask, what is your relationship like with failure? Right. So- yeah. As cliche as it sounds, right? Oh, failure is a part of success and blah, blah, blah. But as cliche things are true, lah, right? For a reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the fact that it's said is, is because it's true, lah. If it's not it's true, then it's not, it doesn't get to be a cliche, <laughs> lah. Yeah. Right? So, so in a way, 
thankfully I've I haven't failed a lot, right? But isn't catastrophic. Yeah. yeah, yet, right? But I think it also it it also depends on the context of where you are in life. Mm. When you're just starting out, you have literally nothing to lose. Yep. No face law. Repu- yeah. No reputation. Yeah. I fuck up a logo. Yeah. Just oh okay, this random undergrad. Yep. That that, that like I already thought he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yep. Right. I don't think I gave off that impression, but but it could have very well been that. Like, yep. And that was like the the worst case scenario. Mm. I fuck up a logo, they say, oh, undergrad doesn't know what Has that did. happened? No, not that, not to my knowledge. Yeah. Right? Okay, but uh, you have fucked up before. La. Oh, for sure. La. But okay, I've, okay that, that brings me to my second point. But I think understanding how you are and how okay you are with the worst case scenario gets people through a lot of things. Right? Like if my friend is, was in my scenario and he considers the worst case scenario, like, doing mm-hmm. a project and not doing well and the client thinking like, oh, this guy is, yeah, cannot make it. Yep. He's not okay with that. Mm. And he wouldn't do it. Yep. But I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah. You're comfortable. I'm with okay it. with apologizing and say that, okay, mm. at this point, I, I, I'm I I'm sorry I couldn't deliver. Let me recommend someone else. Yep. And stuff like that. Right. There's, there are ways to manage it. But my friend doesn't want, even want to manage it. Yep. And there are people like that and that's fine. Yep. Right. But I think that brings me again to my second point about responsibility. Interesting. Responsibility drives me a lot more than a lot of things responsibility how what does it mean so right now yeah like again to the point of let's say okay i, I will post i will post two extreme scenarios right yeah. so one is a, a simple logo job when i had no knowledge of illustrator okay right if i take on that job right i would see it through mm. regardless of my my ability if i couldn't deliver right as in this was this is hypothetical right because yeah. thankfully there was I didn't take on two big jobs that I couldn't complete, mm. right? But in the hypothetical scenario that I couldn't complete it, my next, like my my reaction to me failing that is not the end. Mm. I will be responsible enough to be driven enough to say, oh, let me recommend someone else. Let me pass on all the files yeah. and see that project through and make sure you still get your shit. And that only is driven by responsibility. Yep. Right? I could very well say that I'm sorry. Yeah. I give you back your money at most. Go find someone else. Go, yeah. Please go find someone else. But, but that was not the, and, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And there are people that would instinctively go to that. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that, la, right? But but at the core of my being, I I didn't do that, mm-hmm. right? And I wouldn't do that. So the next actual example would be the inflatables. Mm-hmm. I've done 2D stuff, Yep. right? I have dabbled in a bit of drawn animation in, in mm-hmm. uni, but I haven't done things like turnarounds. Right and stuff like that. and that is essential for 3D, but this this project was pitched, and I wanted to do inflatables, mm. and the client wanted to do inflatables. Yeah, and we said okay. So the moment okay is said, right, I'm responsible enough to see it through, lah. So I forced myself to yeah. learn how to do turnarounds. Yeah, right. I did you the figured bare, it out, lah. Yeah. The bare minimum, lah, for yeah. sure, lah. I did the front <laughs> side and three quarter. Yeah, right? and then like they, oh, that is the bare minimum. <laughs> that is the bare minimum, right? Yeah. And 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 the back and the yeah. back, right? It is truly the bare minimum, yep. right? I didn't even learn like go and render, right? Anything. I gave the turnaround, the flat turnarounds, illustrator house. And they definitely had to feel a lot of things in between, mm. for sure. Right. And I was there, I was by my phone. Like, I told them that I know that these are just flat turnarounds. When the renders come, I will give as detailed feedback as I can. Mm. Just let me know what I can do to help. Yeah. And that is the responsibility talking. Like. And then when the when the things came back, the like they asked for like colors and stuff. Then I I I I did my best, right? I provided pantones, yeah. I color match. Yep. 
and and even learning how to color match and learning about pantones and shit was only learned by responsibility. Yeah. Right? So can like, imagine the stress. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So like it's it's like it's how responsible you are, right? Mm. Again, it's not like it is it's respons- responsibility is not like responsible or irresponsible. It's not a black and white. It's just levels. Yeah. Right? So if someone decides to drop a project because that, that he cannot do it, mm. he or she couldn't do it. Is it, it can still be seen as a responsible thing to do to drop yep, it, yep. right? Because you you cannot. It's finish. like an acknowledgement that I'm ad- inadequate. Exactly. Let me find someone who yeah, can yeah, do it better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you yeah, get a better in, product at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah, it's in again whether or not that person decides to find someone for you, yeah. or just acknowledges that I'm not good enough. Let it go. Yeah, is still a level of responsibility, mm. But my responsibility pushes me to see it through, Yeah, and and that I think drives a lot of all of what I'm doing, Right. My responsibility essentially pushed me through burnout. Yeah, interesting. And and is is a very okay. This is again a bit masochistic, right? Yeah. But responsibility is the thing that got me through burnout, mm. right? Because I I'm not, I don't give up. And even if I'm like jaded, I hate the, this work that I'm doing. I I don't enjoy work anymore. I was responsible enough to see it through. And that has occurred before. Oh, 100%. Okay. I mean, three years of doing projects full-time on my own, project yep. managing, finance, yep. everything. Yep. You know how it is, right? Yep. It gets tiring. Mm. And and responsibility got me through like pockets where I was hating the work. And when you hate the work, I would argue that that is a form of burnout, right? Yeah. And and responsibility pushed me through. Okay. And if I wasn't responsible, if like, like the core of my character is someone that is responsible to let go. Mm. It could have very well happened, but it didn't. Yep. Right. I'm only saying this in hindsight because I had no idea of course. why I carried on, even though I I dragged myself out of bed every day. Yeah. It was because I was responsible enough to see it through. I kept telling myself, okay, never mind, just just fucking finish it. Mm. Finish it, then you figure shit out. And I figured it out and I kept going. I think it's important to to hear you say that because it's not all sunshine and roses. Oh, Post uni, no. <laughs> no. you get the you get the freelance jobs and you are you have momentum in your career. You feel like you're going somewhere. Yeah. It's not all sunshine and roses, like it's no, still no, no. it can be a bit grindy sometimes because ultimately you're freelancing. Yeah. And w- would it be safe to to assume that uh this this idea of responsibility has really helped you uh through your freelance work? Because it, it sounds as though like because freelancing is uh it's to me, it's 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 a very different beast onto itself. It is such a weird. Uh, you need such a weird set of skills to freelance right. that sometimes one individual might not be able to accompany yeah. all because yeah. it's so selective, and not everybody has the the width or the breadth of I think character and personality to really push it through. You can subsist on freelance for sure, but to actually be good at it and to excel and to do the jobs that you want, I think that's entirely different. Yeah. So. My question to you is, and maybe you've already answered this, um, what has freelancing taught you about yourself? I think I think freelancing, again, it has taught me that I, I'm quite, like, it, under, it, it taught me about what what kind of responsible person I am, right? I'm not, I'm not going to say that I'm a very responsible person, right? Because there are instances in my life outside of art or, or during art that might not be the most responsible, mm. right? But I understand what kind of responsible I am. Um, and I think freelancing has made me realize again, because I don't have much else outside of art, which is mm. a very a little is a sad again, art or nothing, right? Mm. I, I don't really do a lot of hobbies outside of art. 
so so a lot of my life is tagged to what I do. Yep. Right. And I've come to realize that um I do enjoy meeting people. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy like talking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I can be quite articulate in different scenarios. Like, yeah. I don't know if that translates now. Oh, it does. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, I think the beer helps, that. but sure it does. Oh, I, yeah, probably. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, I do think that I it, I, it has also brought out flaws. La. Interesting. Um, I think that I didn't know how how I wouldn't say bad, but how easily I prioritize things one over another, in a in a in a not so good way sometimes, mm. right? Um, when projects come in, so I obviously prefer to draw, yep, than to invoice. So that's one part of the the freelance process that you yeah. enjoy a lot more. Of course, right? Drawing essentially is what yeah. I why I do, yep. right? So I obviously I prioritize a new project over closing an old project. Yep, and. Again, this is just an extreme example, yeah. but but there were instances where where unconsciously, right, I prioritized starting an exciting new project mm. than even invoicing for completed work. Yeah, because that is the, the tail end of a project. Exactly. Yeah. But it is still things that need to be done. Yeah. Like, but I prioritize that lower. Yeah. Right. And and that that creates problems, mm. right? And I don't get paid. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> right. Of 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 course, I I still do invoice, right? But it gets delayed, la, as you Yeah, know. which yep. which doesn't help anyone, la, yes. right? The finance team needs to pay. Yeah, they're chasing and, you. Yeah, which they're starting these new project. Yeah, exactly. So okay. so it has taught me the not so good points about myself. Yep. Right about how I prioritize certain things. Interesting. And even even how I prioritize like family and friends. Mm. Like you can ask Renat, right? I, I would. Yep. I barely meet them, mm. and they know it's because of work. Mm. Right? Like, I just flew off to Indonesia recently. Mm. The, the night before I flew off, I was supposed to meet them. But the client wanted something changed. And you had to do it. Yeah. And then you had to fly. Yeah. And you came so back. Yeah, I, back I just told them, again, I they're used to it. Really. Yep. They, they, I've done this to them many times. Yep. I, as much as it pains me to say it, mm. but it's something I'm working on. Right? Freelancing and art has taught me where how I prioritize my things la, and it's not the best at times la. so freelance has taught me a lot so I have yeah. a question to that um, do you feel like you could take a break? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I've, I've, I've spoken about this to, to a few people right mm-hmm. um, I think because people can see the pace that I'm going mm-hmm. um, and a lot of say that oh not sustainable or you, 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 you're going to rest now or you're like mm. Mm. Why interesting. You work so hard for interesting what? comments. Okay, right. As in, like, it's easy to say, lah. Yeah. Right. Um, and again, like, I, I, I don't think they they fully understand the extent of my work. Mm. Maybe they over exaggerate because they they always they only see work. Yeah. Right. They don't see me going out. Like the downtimes, lah. Right. Yeah. yeah. They don't see the downtimes, yeah. and I might have. Yeah. I don't have a lot, <laughs> but they are, lah. Right. And they just think that oh, do be work, 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 work. Mm. Oh, work, 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 work. <laughs> Which is true, lah. Yeah, yeah. I do work quite hard, lah. But but I think um, it is their perception of it. Yep. Right? Um, and I think break means different things for different people. What does it mean to you? To me, I think it's a break from certain things that I don't enjoy as much. Okay. But I wouldn't do a hard break from work. Interesting. Okay. Because I think I would rot. Like, I still don't want to be doing stuff. Mm-hmm. 
but I want a break from maybe a portion of things to sort stuff out. Yep. So I think I do need a break in that sense, but not like a sabbatical, like a hard mm. line, like, like, oh, two months, travel the world, wanderlust, yep. live, yep. love, love. Yep. Right? Yeah, if, if that's what a break means to you, then yeah, go for mm. it. Spend some money, enjoy life. Yep. Life is when, meant to be enjoyed anyway. A break could also mean for me to a break in my momentum. Mm. Right? A slowing down. A slowing down is a break. It's, yep. a, it's literally applying breaks. Yep. Right? So so that is is a formula. And I and I think I would enjoy and I would I need that kind of break first before a hard stop. Mm-hmm. And maybe after this slowing down, a hard stop is required then, okay. Lah. Mm. Right? But but as as of now, I think a hard break and doing nothing would just because again, it goes back down to art or nothing. If art is gone, I'll just be on my bed just like. And I, I thought about it. I would have nothing to do. I feel like you you don't have the character for that to not do anything. Exactly. Yep. And and I probably wouldn't enjoy it at all, right? And if the break is to enjoy life again, mm. then then to what extent of the break do you do you do you exact on yourself? Mm. Right? I if think you, only you can answer that. Exactly. Yeah, only exactly. you have to only you have the agency to actually do that exactly yeah, and, and that, that requires a, a lot of self-awareness mm. because when people get tired they just rest but even that kind of rest is it, it matters la. yeah selective it's yeah. nuanced to the exactly. individual as well but it requires a lot of self-awareness right if you asked me two years ago I was like yeah fuck, I need a hard break I need, I need like I need to stop right but now now I see that it's not the case la. I need to I need, I do I probably do need a break mm. from certain things. But a hard break probably wouldn't time to help. learn outsourcing. <laughs> probably, probably, yeah. 70% of my time is not doing art anymore. Yeah, time to learn that. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's something I'm working on. So I'm taking a break to figure that shit out. Mm. Right? To clean up my room. It's a yeah. mess with paints and brushes everywhere. Outsourcing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, cleaning my room, I'll do myself. <laughs> <laughs> Good to hear that. Uh, responsible enough to do <laughs> Good to hear that. Good to hear but, that. But other stuff la, like like things that I can afford not to do. Yep. Um things that I really literally don't enjoy. Mm. Um yeah. Maybe taking a break from a portion of Toby after focus more on Toby is also a break. Who knows what the future would hold or who yeah. knows how you would change. Exactly. So I'm curious to know, would you do you think you'll ever stop drawing? Yeah, prob I might. I'm not I'm practical enough to, to say that because Again, if you ask me like five years ago, mm. I'll say, oh yeah, I want to draw in cafes, right? I want to do MRT drawings. I want to give strangers a beautiful line drawing of yeah. their face. Yep. And then I'll say, that, oh, I'll draw all the way till I die. Like I have this, I had this, the, the prof, the same prof that taught me about the photorealism like, thing. He said that um, he has to draw every single day. If not, it doesn't feel right. Mm. right? And and like I was like, wow. This, the, at that point, like, I was like, yo, I want like, that's cool. Like yeah. I want to, I want to say it and mean it. Mm. You know, like it's easy to say, like oh, I'm blessing draw. and a curse actually. Could, yeah. like, but at that point, it sounds romantic, yeah. like, like this guy he loves it so much yep. that it's like almost like a drug. Yep. He needs to draw. He needs to at least scratch the paper before he can have a sound sleep. Yep. Right. And, and to me, that showed the dedication yep. to the craft and and how how good you are, la, right? To love something so much, you gotta be bloody good at it, la. Yeah. But then that has changed so mm. much, right? If you ask me now. Yeah, I might I might stop drawing. Um, in the near future, probably not, mm. right? Because I still do enjoy it. Yeah, uh, it still forms a big part of my work. But maybe five, ten years later, who knows? Yeah, I would 
look back at this conversation with Kevin. Yeah, Kevin called it. I'm no longer drawing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll drop you a message, Kevin. <laughs> I'll buy you an Asahi that does not explode. I'm, just, not, I'm just, no longer drawing anymore. Just, just for your info, I can't predict the future. Of right? course, it's about of probability. Course. Oh, you can't? What? <laughs> what? All this time, I thought you were predicting my future. Even though predictions could be quite accurate sometimes, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah of yeah. course, of course. Yeah, so so yeah, I'm, I'm practical, practical enough to understand that I can answer you now, but the answer now might change. Lah. Yeah, because ultimately yeah. it is about satisfying what you feel invigorated yeah. by at the moment. Yeah. yeah, Whether it involves drawing or not, whether you figure out why you like drawing yeah. and it tend- it gives you a tension off to right. explore something else. Who yes. knows, yeah? yeah. So, so, so I yeah. guess I, I I think the question that I can answer with, with a bit more certainty, not yeah. with absolute certainty, mm-hmm. is that I will always be creative. Mm. And and I think that's a, f- I, I, I do want to hold on to that. Lah, right? Deep, regardless of the medium. Yeah. I want to hold on to that tangent, but so as as we wind down the conversation, I want to explore what this meaning of being creative is. Right. So the first part of my question is, do you believe in talent? Because the idea of talent is oftentimes uh, very uh, lumped together with, oh, you are creative, you're an artist. The The word talent uh, is always, it always comes together in a sentence. You're an artist, you're so talented. Do you believe in talent? After having been through uh, the the journey you have been on, do you believe in it? And if not, why? If yes, why? Yeah, I think I think one of, is is one of those things. Like, like for me lah, right? I think talent is one of those things that is a fact. It's a fact. Yeah. Okay. People are more talented than others lah, because they are like in 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 primary school, right? So my earliest recollection of drawing with response from people is in primary school. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those classes where the teacher is sick, a relief teacher comes in, um, there's nothing to do, he hands out papers mm. and says, oh, draw your favorite cartoon. And I did, like, I draw like a Pikachu. And that was, I. this is one of my, my strongest memories in my mind, right? I had no idea. I couldn't understand why my Pikachu looked more like Pikachu than my friend's Pikachu. Mm. I was like, what what's that? Like he so 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 I'm I'm willing to say that talent exists. Uh, again, a caveat, a, a a disclaimer, I'm not the most talented drawer. You're okay? not the most talented I, drawer. I am I'm not okay. There are illustrators that are like born draftsmen. I'm sure you know like those kind of people. Mm-hmm. They just draw and then they can draw literally for their life, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not, I just could draw a bit better than average. Mm. And and that in itself is, I I I would, I cannot say that there was, there's not talent. Lah. Because I had no training, yep. no nurturing. Mm-hmm. I had I had exposure to the same pop culture of Pokemon on Kids Central yep. with all my friends. Right? They had sticker books, they had Game Boys as well, right? So did I. I had one Game Boy. <laughs> and and that was the same. Mm-hmm. Right, so that the nurture, though differing, was the same, lah. Right, so it's about talent. It's always about nature, nurture, right? And I think that a bit a, a portion of that is born, lah. Mm-hmm. Um. Then again, that can be distilled down to more observational, executional, yep. motor skills, and and I think that's why at the core of it, people are better at some things than others, lah. Like running, sports, 
right? Some people are just this just, inclination, yeah, like, like, like the, the biology of the yeah, individual. The, yeah, it's naturally you just just can run fucking fast, lah. Right? Mm. You just you just put few kids there that don't even know the 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 word sport. You ask them to run to the car. Like one kid will be faster than others, right? Yeah. And why is that the case? It's it's bot, right? Yeah. It's talent, So I I think talent does exist, but talent alone, I think, is not enough, lah. Talent alone is not enough. Um, as as it's, again, it's a cliche thing, right? Like talent only gets you this much hard work. Does the others, blah 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 blah. But I I I think it's a it's a lot more nuanced than that. Mm-hmm. Um. People always say like, oh wow, if you're talented but not hardworking, you'll lose to someone that's hardworking but not talented, you know, that kind of shit. In a way, I guess that that is true, but that's a very broad blanket way of saying shit. Yeah. It's, it's a lot more, I think it's a lot more detailed than that, right? Talent, I think talent for me builds interest. And that interest can come without talent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that the interest has somewhere to stem from. Yeah. And what you do with the interest is what is that then is more important. Mm. The, I have friends that drew way better than me in primary school. I still remember, I remember their faces. Their Pikachu look more like Pikachu than mine. <laughs> and they were drawing like Raichus yeah. and like Nine Tails yep. and shit. And, and they were like, they were nailing it. And they're not doing art at all. Mm. Right? So talent, I think talent exists. Talent breeds interest. If talent doesn't build interest, then then it stops there, lah. Right? It's it, it goes back. I guess it goes back to more about. There's only so much you can experience in this world. Mm. How many people could be excellent drawers but have never drawn? Exactly. How many people could be like I could be the best cook hurdler, hurdler, right? Yeah. Like I'm just going obscure because I've yeah. never touched a. a like, or like a curling curling stone man yeah. or whatever. But you've never had the opportunity yes, to even try. Right? I could be the best in the world. Yeah. I could be the most talented curling stone slider. Yeah. Could be the best man. Yeah. Right? But I've never got to experience that. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Right? Because talent aside, I enjoy what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I have an interest in what I'm doing and I keep doing it. Talent gets interest and interest builds whatever it wants to be built into. Mm. Yeah. I'm not sure if that answers the question. I think it does because yeah. I'm also just very curious to know your perspective on it because right. I can imagine if if I'm someone young listening to this and I've never felt quote unquote talented enough. Right. I see my peers, they can draw so well. And let's say if if we've already established, oh, I have the the interest into to perhaps explore a higher education in art, should I even do it? Because the idea of talent, you can... It's, it's funny because you kind of have to compare yourself to others yeah. to yeah. kind of get the notion of it. But then when you're comparing yourself to others, chances are usually you will downplay what you have and you will ex- you will uh, exalt whatever other people have and you go into that whole uh, dimension, oh, I'm not talented enough. Yeah. As I said, it's it's oftentimes a very uh, close concept to creativity. Sure, right. it, ex- it, ex- it exists in, let's say, sports. It exists in a lot of other dimensions. But I think creativity is something, oh, you're very talented. You have the eye for photography. Yeah. You have the eye for, yeah, for yeah, films. Yeah. It's oftentimes... Uh, part and parcel. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting to to hear your 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 thoughts about it. My next question is: What does it mean to be creative to you? Is that a, a framework? Is that how you view life? Is that uh, a particular set of philosophies that you stick to? What does it mean to be creative? Because art is the manifestation of it. Right. But what does it mean to be creative? I think. I I I'm not 
I don't have a, like a lofty sure. life framework answer. Yep. I think I think at the core of it, I'm I'm quite a simple person. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it translates to my fancy articulations yeah. of my words, but I think at the core of it, what I enjoy is is conversations, lah, right? So conversations with people, conversations with briefs, mm. and answering those questions. So conversations essentially is just question and answer, lah. Yeah. How was your day? Oh, my day is fine. How about yours? Right? Stuff like that. So essentially it's conversations. Um, and that to me is what being creative is about. La, right? Answering questions create and, and continuing conversations. So exploring the interaction with yeah. people and what they think yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So for me, it's like like problem solving. Mm. Right? Like every brief in essence lacks an answer. And and as long as as people want to keep asking me questions, I will keep trying to think of creative ways to answer them. La. Interesting. So so that is that that to me is what reading creative means. La. Yeah. Again, it's not tech to art at all. Mm. Right? Um it doesn't like it's not tech to visual art, right? It could be maybe in the future I become like a consultant and I'm still creatively solving problems. Yeah. That to me is still creative. La. Yeah. Um as long as that conversation is still happening, as long as there are still problems for me to creatively answer. Mm. I'll, I'll, that to me is what being a creative is lah. that's a beautiful answer oh, I think my it? last I, oh, I think damn. it is yeah I'll snap my last <laughs> question to you is what does success mean to you right now oh, hmm. oh that's that's a tough one Um, I think right now because of what I've I'm, I'm fully aware that I've done quite a lot within a short span of time right Um, I, I'm I, I I cannot not acknowledge it right? mm. so Again, this is not me bragging. Um, this is me coming to terms with my journey. La. Exactly. So, I, I, again, starting on this journey, success is, is always, it's almost like a bar, right? Like a benchmark. Like, oh, I get a car. Okay, now I'm successful. I have a house. I have a five-figure income. I am successful. But starting on this journey, my art or nothing journey was, I never had like an end goal. Mm. So, so I would never, it's a question that I, I would never say that I'm successful because I never had her end goal. Yep. Right. So I think if you ask, if you break that question down, are you a successful artist? Maybe. Or are you successful in making a career of art? Mm. Then yes. But are you like, it's like, so there's a lot of ways you could answer that successful question. Again, back to being creative with, with question and answer, right? So, so it depends on how you define your question, mm. right? A lot of people say that, oh, it depends on how you define success, which is true, but it's, I think it's more of how you define your question and then, then you answer how you, whether or not, based on your question of how you deem success, then I can answer whether or not I'm successful or how I deem, how I view successful. Okay. Yeah. So essentially what you're saying is, the question is bad. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, uh, no, yes and no. Okay. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't call it a bad question. Yeah. It is a question, right? Again, back to the neutral point, right? The fact that I had a reaction to that question mm. doesn't mean it's a bad question. Was my reaction bad? I hope not. But it was a reaction, lah, right? So I think it's more of like, if someone, it, that, that might be the right question for someone that knows the answer to. Mm. Right, if someone is like, if you ask someone, do you think you're successful? And they should say, yes, oh, I'm successful. I've achieved this much if I wanted to do. Then okay, la, then that's the right question to ask. La. Right, but for me, it's not a, I don't, not ha- I don't have the right answer. Okay. I think that's a better way of explaining mm. it, right? So it's not a wrong question. 
but I, I don't have the right answer. What would it mean for you to to say to yourself that you're successful? What has to happen? I, I, I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Because again, okay. I don't have an end goal. Okay. If let's say like, as much as I speak about making art accessible, yeah. changing the stigma, I have thought about it, right? Even if it happens in our lifetime and they say that, oh, what well, people like tell your children, like Tobi Ato really changed the thing. Stigma is now gone. Yeah. Everybody I, wants to be an artist. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, but then again, then if you, again, we sit down here 25 years later and you ask me, Tobi Ato, are you now successful? I would still think I would struggle to answer that question. And and now the question is why? La? And mm. I don't know. La. I think that's the question for your therapist, it, not for I, me. La. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> I mean, this this was quite therapeutic in itself. Yeah, but I'll, I'll invoice I, you later. Yeah. Oh, yes, for sure. Please yeah. do. Don't delay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it's, 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 it's one of those questions I'm asking myself, la, right? Mm. So another question I've asked myself, right, is, okay, my turn to ask you. Yep. Okay. After doing TYC for like 10 years, right? Recently, Dion posted, I think, 10 years-ish. Unofficially, I think we're about eight. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Like long, like way longer than seven, I have. eight. Yeah, right. Um, as long as you guys have been doing this, um, in terms of drive, right? Where do you draw the line between greed and drive? I think it's, it's I think it's a very comparison to make. What do you mean by greed and what do you mean by drive? Because drive, let's say we equate drive with motivation. Yeah. Then the question would be greed and motivation. It doesn't really make sense, right? So yeah. Okay, so I guess my question stems from like, like our careers, right? Yeah. We always want to do more, right? The next big thing, continue okay. the career, right? Okay. Like what like one thing to do, one thing to continue, mm. right? The next collaboration, mm-hmm. the next art project, mm-hmm. the next mural. Mm-hmm. At which point is is that a Enough. hunger to do more? Okay. Or is it a greed to want to do more, you know? Do you, do you see where my question is coming from? Because that's something I'm trying to answer, but I do not have answers to. I'm not understanding the question. Okay. Is it okay? So is it because it's both okay, internal I, I think, drives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hunger so, and greed. Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess how do you discern one drive from another? Because it's about intention, mm, right? Mm, mm. Right. So one is one is like drive to to genuinely want to further your career. Right? Okay. One is greed, like wanting more for yourself, right? But how? Where do you draw that? Like, because essentially both are, are, are intentions of moving forward and doing more. I and wouldn't I wouldn't agree with you that okay. both, both yeah, are please, intentions. Please for, break it down. Both are intentions for you to do something. Okay. Um, the idea of greed differs from hunger because I think greed is something that might not necessarily push you forward, but it also is important to define what type of contextual forward you want. Right. Because greed can manifest itself in different ways. Yep. But if you were to ask me... um. I would identify that these two, let's let's put them as emotions right. or these two yep. drives, they are ultimately self-serving. They identify or they point out certain things or certain things that you might want to do or you might want to try. So that is what I would uh, learn to hear, learn mm. to listen. Okay, Greed isn't inherently morally good or evil. It is just a drive ultimately at the end of the day. Okay, fair. You, I would, say that I will learn to listen to it, let's say, and not be too caught up or oh, oh, this is greed or oh, this is hunger. Right. Ultimately, they are still, I like to believe that these emotions or these drives uh, serve me, okay. serve the one individual known as whatever you're looking at right yeah. now. Hence, therefore, uh, it's important to identify it all and then let's say they say, okay, uh, I might be very interested to, to make a film. Mm. Then I have to do the risk analysis. So I was yeah. like, okay, 
why do I want to make a film? And that's where all the, I guess, the, the rationality and the, the consciousness of it, and not even talking about practicality, it's like, do I have the capabilities or do I have the intention to see it through? Right. And if everything's a goal, then we talk about practicality. How do we make it happen? Yep. But I think a lot of these are like internal thoughts and you are uh, penning it out and you have to see la, whether it interests you or not. I think mm. ultimately, I think for me, not talking about TRC, I think for me yep. personally, it's if it interests me and I can see myself doing it, I will try it. Law. Right. And whether or not it, I don't really care if it, uh, succeeds or fails but at least I've tried it right. then we can see whether I want to add it to the repertoire right. but I think for me personally what I realized is that a lot of ideas there are, there are certain I okay, ideas are very funny because I always felt that the ideas come to you mm. you don't go to the idea yeah. that's, okay, what I, that's what I personally believe yeah, it yeah. like your your character and whatever um, I don't say frequency but whatever uh, whatever you're thinking about whatever your makeup is at that point in time ideas will come to you right the ideas are selective to you right because the ideas you have and the ideas might have they might overlap yep. but they're not always the same yep. hence therefore people do different things right people think different differently about different things so i've what i've noticed is that ideas can be quite persistent as well and then when it's persistent you have to stop and you have to identify why is it persistent mm. what traits of that particular idea it could take the form let's say I, you, you really want to publish a book yeah. but you have to identify why is it persistent why is it coming up right. uh, like why, like why one year three years but you're, you're, you're not um, answering it so right. you have to answer like, why yeah. Why is it so yeah. persistent but a lot of these are like internal thoughts here. not even not really self-awareness but I, I like to believe that drive, uh, hunger, uh, all these different things, they are working for you ultimately. Right, right. Because it's a, it's a lot, it's, it's, it's quite easy to, to not think of it that way. Like, mm. oh, it's, uh, greed is morally bad because, yep. um, I don't know, religion or parents, but you need to have the drive to do something. You need yep. to have motivation. If you don't want motivation, if everything is a blank slate and there are people like that, they, they are not very affected by external or internal stimulation. Their emotional palette is blank. Yeah. And that runs into another problem. You have no, you have no drive to do anything, and the the world to me abhors uh, stagnancy because right. the world is constantly moving. Yeah. Even yeah. though that you might feel quote unquote feel like you're stagnant, you'll be moving behind. It that. will be moving because yeah, yeah. it's four dimensional space. Yeah, yeah. So I hope it answers your question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it's it's. I guess I guess thanks for the answer because I've I've always more recently I've always seen them separately. Mm. Right, like one is bad and one is good. Mm. Right. So I, I, I've honestly, I've never thought of them both as like one and the same in terms of both like drives, right? Mm. It doesn't have to be necessarily categorized separately. It depends on, okay. It depends on whether A, you're placing a moral judgment on yeah, it, yeah. which is, um, we all have different morals. Yes. Yes. And B, whether you're talking about uh, greed for, let's say, specifically contextually right, money. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah because yeah. greed for money, uh, it's not necessarily bad as well. Yeah. We live, yeah. we live in a society if, that unfortunately we need money yeah. for exchange to buy stuff. Yeah. But if you're talking about over excess greed, let's say going back to what you mentioned earlier, you're, you're hurting someone intentionally to get this, yeah. this uh, cash, then you have to identify, yeah. um, is it worth it? Whether you want to do it? Because everything can be rationalized. It's a good yeah. thing. That's what I feel. Yeah. Yeah. But ultimately it is your intent, your morals. Are you able to sleep at night? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Before we end, is there anything else you would like to talk about? Hmm. Oh, I guess. Okay, do we have a lot of time? <laughs> uh, not on this podcast, but we have a okay. separate after session oh, waiting sure. for yeah, us. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I've for those that don't know, I've been a fan of TYC for like the longest time. Thank you. Right? So a lot of what okay, I guess 
okay, to end off on anything, right? I guess I could end it off on this, lah, right? So the a big reason of why I get to do what I do is because you guys do what you all do. In Thank terms you. of as in it's a fact, lah, right? And I'm sure you all you all you have to acknowledge it, lah, right? The fact that you all started a studio with friends and that 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 in itself is a dream for a lot of people. And the fact that you all did the projects that you all have done mm-hmm. opened up the industry for collaborations within Singapore and murals in Singapore. And then the industri- the industry was open to it. And uh, and then clients became open to it because the industry was open to it. Mm. And I th- I think it started uh it it grew lah. Mm. And hopefully, hopefully with what I do, I can do the same for the future generation. Yeah. So thank you, I guess. That is a beautiful uh, way to end this. Where can people find you? Oh, Instagram. (laughs) Plug yourself. (laughs) Oh, Tobiato. How the fuck do you spell it? T-O-B-Y-A-T-O. Okay, so it's Tobiato on your Instagram. Are you on any other channels? Are you on TikTok or whatever? Um, I, I have the... Username on TikTok, but there's nothing there, so okay. there's no point. Okay. Um, I just lock it in so someone doesn't steal it and sells <laughs> it to me, like 15k, you know, like. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so, as in Instagram is my my most active platform, la. So to um, keep up on whatever you're doing next, just visit your Instagram. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, I I reply to all DMs and everything. I might take time, but I respond so if you have, to everything. So if people have questions, yes, uh, they please, can just DM please, you please on Instagram. Do. Gotcha. Yeah, I reply everything. It's also like a guarantee. Okay, perfect. Oh, I, I do. Yeah, it is. It's, you can see my Instagram now. It's like zero. I will look at it later. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there might be some unread now, but. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a beautiful conversation. Uh, thank you, Toby, for your time. Right. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and feel inspired. If you enjoyed what you heard thus far, do give us a follow on Instagram. And don't forget to share and subscribe. Stay tuned for the next episode.